portions of this program were pre-recorded. Friday. I proclaim this Friday. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. I know. My gosh. It's a Thursday. You know what? We're going to be okay because we know we're this close to Friday. Good morning, Froggy. Good morning. Hello there, Danielle. Morning. Hi, Gandhi. Good morning. Hello, Producer Sam. There's Scotty B. Hi. Oh, where's Producer Sam's microphone? I don't oh know. God. There it is. Hey, Scary, you got to turn the buttons on, baby. I good morning, you. Scary. Good morning, Elvis. And good morning there, Straight <laughs> Nate. Straight Nate. Where's Nate? I'm Hello. right here, Elvis. Well, how come you're not saying buenos dias? Oh, buenos dias. Okay, there you go. <laughs> hey, well, welcome to the day. You know what? When things are troubling you, when the world seems to be an awful, gosh darn place, you know what you need to do to make it happy? What? Sing a song. I love this song. <laughs> I thought I would kick it old school. Like, really old school. This song came out before the majority of anyone and everyone listening was even born. <laughs> Not me, but it's okay. <laughs> Welcome to Thursday.
Linder is up early. She agrees. She's texting me. She said, singing a song and dancing puts you in a better mood faster than any other thing you can find on Earth. It's How do you like that? Yes, it other than, does. other than little puppies. Puppies? <laughs> puppies make you feel good. Puppies do. I feel weird talking about puppies today on National Cat Day. Oh, oh yeah. Don't insult them. Well, I'm not insulting cats. See, you cat people are so sensitive, Danielle. You know me. I'm a cat and dog person. I love them both. Mm-hmm. I love them both. But, you know, there is this great divide across this great land of ours where you could either be a uh, team puppy or team kitten. You right. can't yep. be both. Right. Froggy, right. you're team puppy, right? Oh, I'm team puppy all the way. And it's National Cat Day, but, um, of course, it yeah. doesn't matter to you. You don't want a cat. Nope. You can't stand <laughs> it. Nope. Gandhi, are you dog or cat? I'm very much a dog person because I'm allergic to cats, but I respect what they do. They take care of themselves, and that's cool. Yeah, and uh, producer Sam, dog, cat. If you're going to make me choose dog. Yeah, Scotty B. All dog, all the time. Yes, Gary. Kitten. I'm team kitten. You're you're team kitten. What about you, a straight name? I'm team neither. They both can kill me with allergy. (laughs) Okay, all right, team team neither. Oh, Nate. What is National Reptile Day? I would need to celebrate that. You know they have one. We'll call Reptile Matt and find out. (laughs) And let's go talk to Rebecca, our first caller of the day. Still working at home. You've been been working at home since March, like us, Rebecca? Yes. Yes, and you guys are my coworkers because I get so lonely, but I just laugh and laugh with you guys like you are my coworkers right in the cube next door. Well, we are your coworkers, and the the good news is, is you can't sue us for sexual harassment. There is no HR department with us, <laughs> Rebecca. So we're fine. <laughs> That's right. true. That is true. But we'll, we'll, we won't mess with you. So you've been working home doing medical billing, and uh, we're there with you every day. Hey, so you know yes. what? Uh, today we have one of the most incredible brain surgeons on our show, the surgeon Dr. Ho, who took care of Froggy and saved his life. So just yes. out of curiosity. And I know that this is a difficult question to answer, but how much does a brain surgery cost these days? Yeah. Oh, it's easily in the millions. Easily. Wow. Wow. Froggy, was your yeah. brain surgery in the millions, you think? Uh, from the bills I've been seeing, uh, yes. I do <laughs> wow. believe so. Yeah. Well, good. You know what? I, I wish I wish uh, school teachers made in the millions for what they do. Yeah. Yes. yes. Because they are the people who give us the brain. Yeah. It's the brain surgeons who cor- correct the brain. Well, look, what you do is so important, Rebecca. Uh, we're at home just like you, most of us anyway, so we, we feel it. Uh, are you looking forward to ever returning to an office, or do you think this is it for you from now nope. on? No. They, they say this is it. This is it. They don't even, they've, they've reduced the space in the office, and this is it. Uh, there's pros to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I wake up and walk five feet and clock in. And a lot of people say they get more done at home because they don't have interruptions as much, you know? Yeah, you get more done. You get your medical billing, you get your dishes washed, you make lunch. (laughs) I do, I do, I do. My laundry, everything, everything is, is, because I have to look at it, so I might as well do it. Yeah. I like how your office said, don't even come in. It's like the time I went to school and my mom and dad changed the locks. <laughs> and they're like, don't <laughs> oh. even, don't come home. <laughs> okay. Well, look, you're the first caller of the day, Rebecca. We're so happy to have you uh, in the in the office with us. We're going to send you your Hackensack Meridian Elvis Duran Morning Show scrubs, okay? Thank you, Elvis. And I just want to say in the very beginning of this pandemic in March, I remember there was just one weekend I was really feeling down and just unsure of everything. And I kept thinking, if I can just get to Monday morning, Elvis Duran will tell me everything's going to be okay. Oh, I hope I did. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. You did. Whether you believed it wholeheartedly in your heart or not, you just had that compassion. And you just, you just made people feel like we can do this. 
Rebecca, uh, I'll be very Aww. brutally honest with you. I meant every every word of it. I really did, and we're going to be okay. We have we still have a road ahead of us, and we're as long as we stick together, we're going to be fine. And knowing that you're listening every day in the cubicle next to ours, uh, then uh, we're going to be good. You have a beautiful day today, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. Please hold. And uh, here comes Straight Nate to uh, tease around with you. Hold on. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was nice. Thank you yeah. so yeah. much, Rebecca. Let's uh, get into the horoscopes. Now, this is these are the lies right here. Uh, <laughs> Not if Rebecca's day is a 10, then it's, right, then it's the right. whole heart of Who truth. Who are you doing them with today? Car salesman Scotty B. Oh, Excellent. Hello. Okay, hey. here we go. Hey, if you're celebrating a birthday today, you share it with Winona Ryder. She's 49. Tove Lowe is 33. And Gabrielle Union is 48. And for you Capricorns, your own wisdom can help you solve a problem you once thought impossible. Trust yourself. Your day is an 8. Aquarius, try to apply more self-care to do your daily schedule. Be kinder to yourself and the results will follow. Your day's a 7. Pisces, your ability to cut straight to the point will come in handy. Look to decode a mixed message someone may be sending you. Your day is a 10. Hey Aries, be open to changing course even if you're midway through your plan. New ideas can give you fresh perspectives. Your day's a 7. Taurus, Take a close look in the mirror and be sure that your main priorities are not sought after material goods. Your day is an eight. Ooh, this is important. Gemini, while it may hurt to confront a memory, sometimes it can help us let go of any past trauma. Your day is an eight. Cancer, put yourself in a position to think clearly. If this means giving yourself some alone time, see to it that you do just that. Your day is a nine. Hey, Leo, worrying can be counterproductive. Instead, focus your energy on resolving the matter at hand. Your day is a nine. Virgo, the reward you seek could be just around the corner. Do not try and rush yourself as all good things come in time. Your day is a 10. Ooh, Libra, your solutions to others' problems could be coming from the wrong place. So reassess your intentions. Your day's an 8. Scorpio, do not delay in paying off any personal or financial debt. See to it that your mind owes no one but yourself. Your day is a 9. And finally, Sagittarius, creating a routine could be healthy for you in the long run. You're craving a sense of everyday normalcy, aren't we all? Your yes. day is a nine, and those are your Thursday morning horoscopes. Normal. I have no idea what normal is. There's no normal. Normal shmormal. Yeah, that one <laughs> felt off. Was what is nice? weird? Thank you, guys. Uh, all right, into the three things we need to know. Gandhi, spin the wheel. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with COVID-19 cases, because they continue to surge with more than 1,000 COVID-19 deaths recorded in the U.S. just yesterday. The numbers are out as the Assistant Secretary of Health, who leads the government's testing efforts, warned that the nation is at a critical point in the pandemic response. He noted that the number of cases and hospitalizations are going up across most of the country. So as we always say, make sure you're continuing to cover your mouth and your nose, keep your distance from others, and wash your hands as much as possible. Wow, those rules haven't changed one bit, they, have they? Not once. Those are the same one so let's hope everybody keeps following them as best as possible we now have five days until election day and more than 75 million people have already voted the u.s postal service and state local elections officials are strongly advising voters not to mail in ballots but to use drop up drop off boxes or to vote early in person because every state has its own rules so just to be safe take care of your ballot yourself if you can in three of the six crucial swing states florida north carolina and arizona officials are hoping to have early voting totals available on election night but they're expecting a delay in actual election day results due to the mail-in ballots and finally 
A Texas woman is in a little bit of trouble with her homeowners association, and she's been told to take down her stripper-themed Halloween display. <laughs> Apparently, she sets the skeletons up like a strip club, and she changes their positions every day. They have poles, they have tables, they have everything. And it's caused quite a scene in the neighborhood because I guess people are coming from all over to line up and see this display every single night. So they're telling her to take it down. It's kind of a bummer, but she's going to have to take it down. It's apparently inappropriate for the neighborhood. Well, you know why they took them down. Why? But they took down the uh, the skeleton uh, strippers off the pole because all the other skeletons were getting a boner. <laughs> oh! Hi-oh! 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 So I'm not even a dad, but I'm telling old dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. I love it. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Gandhi. I love the You're text welcome. coming in. Scotty B doing the horoscope sounds hot. Wow. Scotty B, can he be my Siri voice? Oh. Another Woo. person obsessed with Scotty's voice. So smooth. They love you, car salesman. You sound great. Oh, thanks. Uh, we missed uh, National Reptile Day. Our listeners are telling, it, telling us it was October 21st. Uh. All right. Well, it gives us chance a chance to prepare for next year. Yes. No problem. Yes, yes, yes. All right, it's Thursday. We have a couple of doctors coming on. We've got a lot of music to play. We've got $1,000 in the free money phone tap. You guys ready for your Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. All right, come on. Let's do it. More from the Mercedes AMG Interview Lounge. BTS. Hi. You guys have been working with Ed Sheeran. She contacted us and said that he made a song for us. So he's like a Santa Claus. He is... (laughs) Give all the presents. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Do you suffer from lead foot? Do goosebumps appear for no reason? Stop living with uninspired performance. Visit mbusa.com slash AMG and find out if a Mercedes AMG coupe, sedan, or SUV is right for you. Mercedes AMG, driving performance. Elvis Duran in the morning show. Nate here, and if you're tired of tossing and turning at night, try ZQuil Pure Z's all night. It helps you fall asleep naturally and stay asleep longer through the night. Plus, it's non-habit forming and made with a blend of botanicals like lavender and chamomile. Find it in retailers everywhere. Yes, hi, good morning, everyone. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Interesting day with the smartest of smart people joining us in the Zoom room. Uh, right around, uh, what time is Dr. Ho on? 7-something? 7.55? Anyone? 7.50-ish. 7.50-ish? Uh, Dr. Ho will be on. Why is Dr. Ho important? Well, he saved Froggy's life. Okay. Yay! Yep. Dr. Ho. Uh, we're going to talk to Dr. Ho about uh, what he did under Froggy's hood and uh, <laughs> also uh, how it's important for all of us to be aware of of uh, brain health and where we are. You could be you could be living with something living in your brain right now that you don't know about. Uh, and without without frightening anyone to death, uh, let's have that discussion. Also, Dr. Oz is on later on, like at 8-something. W- what time uh, is he on? Eight? Two hours from now, Elvis, 8.20 okay. Eastern. Eastern time. What's Dr. Uh, Oz talking about today? His show, Elvis, and anything oh. you want to ask him. I've got a Perfect. couple of questions. Okay. Oh. See, I feel Everyone sorry find for an ailment. Yeah, every, exactly, Gandhi. Every time Dr. Oz visits the show, all you guys line up. We do. And like one of you will have like a, the, the tiny Tim crutch under your arm, and one person will have a, like a, a, a bandage around your head with a blood splotch on it. It's like, oh, and I text him, like, I am the worst. When I was getting my colonoscopy and I couldn't poop because it wasn't working, I well, texted Dr. Oz, hey, Dr. Oz, do you have any kind of suggestions? And for he will. Me? 
All right, so moving on. No more poop, okay? Okay. Because no okay. uh, that's all working out uh, beautifully now, I'm sure. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> it is, they're, thank you. They're both on today. So Danielle had uh, what seems like a minute dilemma at Target yesterday, which mm-hmm. she visits. Are you up to the two days a week at Target now, Danielle? Yeah, well, I was there two days this week. Oh, okay. So, so your dilemma, as minute as it sounds, is actually a, a big a big dilemma. We had got yeah. into an argument. Go ahead, Danielle. Okay, so we were buying candy for Halloween this year, and we don't know how many kids we're going to get because it's a different type of year, but you still want to be prepared. So my husband told me what you know how many pieces to get, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm standing there, and I'm like, do I get the stuff we like, or do I get the stuff we don't like? Because if nobody comes, we're going to eat all the stuff we like. Right. But you know what I mean? If if nobody comes and we don't like it, we're not going to eat it. We'll throw it away or donate it. Like, so, well, so what do you do? The question is, what is it you, exactly you don't like? There are there's some, like, licorice stuff that they had. Yes. Those stupid pretzel bags that Grandma gives out. I got those. Oh, they had those. those. generic strawberry yes. things, whatever those are, that I don't yeah. even know why they exist anymore. Oh. I hate are those, those things. like, dried yeah. strawberries or something? I don't know like what they are. Like, freeze-dried? Yeah. What about the pretzel thing? I love the, Are they dipped in chocolate? No. Oh, They're just, just plain, plain pretzel. <laughs> well, that's yeah. stupid. And then, then they have a lot of those little chewy taffy-type things that you want to yeah. put. You know, like, I was like, eh. You know, but if I get like the Snickers bar, I'm yeah. in trouble because I'll eat. Right. That's my favorite. I'll you eat it all. Wrong. You cannot go wrong with M and M's, Snickers, or Twix. Or oh. you are going wrong if you have to eat all of them. Yes. I don't know, right, yeah. Froggy? What do you so, think? So, I told Lisa to buy stuff we don't like, but then she did come home with M and M's, Snickers, and that stuff. And I said, "Look, you got to hide those bags. Put those away and don't open them. <laughs> and the stuff that we don't like, you can go ahead and take those and pour the pour them in the bowl, and it, it looks festive and Halloweeny." Yeah, but I know, but we are so, hiding candy that I cannot stop eating. But if you're talking about putting candy out for for the kids, what, are you on purpose? Like, let's give them the crap. Let's, <laughs> yes, stuff well, I would maybe, never eat. But here's the thing: a lot of kids like the stuff that I don't like, like those chewy taffy candies and all nerds Pixie and all that sticks stuff. And all that yeah, stuff. they love yeah. all that. Get sugared up. They love it. Right, My Pixie kids sticks. love it. So, but I'm like. Uh, you know, I'd rather have a Snickers. So Was I, I a troubled know. child? We used to open up the pixie sticks and pour them out on the table and snort them. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> oh, my God. What a nose you have. Don't do that. Don't do that. This is oh. why you have a septum problem later in life. Oh, my God. Uh, what's scary? You know, in, in the lobby of my building, there's a huge bowl of candy and a bottle of sanitizer next to it. And I actually went in there and I did the, the awful thing. I picked out the good stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. I, you know, here's some M&Ms. I'm going to have the mini pack of that. I'm going to have a mini Twix. You do that at work. I do that yeah. at work too. Yeah, yeah I do it at our candy counter, and I leave everybody with the lollipops and the, the you know, the stuff that I don't like as much. You know? Oh, I used yeah. to do that when we had restaurants deliver buffets to us. You would take all the good stuff, and by the time we got out there, there was nothing good left. Yeah, I'm doing that right now to the trail mix. I'm picking out the chocolate. So and he's nice. gifting it to people. Like, here's a bag of nuts that yeah. I have hand jammed for God knows how long. <laughs> I wanted to get the blow pops. You know the blow pops um, that have the gum inside or, like, yes. the Tootsie Pops. So Ugh. my husband's like, no, 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 get those small little lollipops. Like, no kid wants those small, stupid lollipops. They want the big lollipops. <laughs> the little dumb, dumb little. drops. Yeah, they don't want yeah. those. They want the big ones. All right, so we vote <laughs> M&Ms and Snickers and Twix. You can't go wrong with Reese's. I mean, you know, come on. Ooh. Or is... Or is um, What's his name calls him? Nate calls him Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Reese's. It's Reese's Pieces. No, it doesn't rhyme with feces. It's no. Reese's. <laughs> Reese. You know, uh, up in Canada, they just call him Reese. I don't think they have, they don't really? give him possessive. I don't think they do. But there's an apostrophe S on the thing, isn't I there? Don't, I'll look it up, okay? They have three of them up there. We only have two. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Reese, the Reese, uh, the Reese uh, peanut butter cup package in Canada. And if you go up to Toronto, for some reason, they have three. We get two. Unreal. Wow. Yeah. 
Unreal. What is it with that Justin Trudeau guy? What, look, he's doing great things for them. Uh, all right, let's get into. Yeah, yeah, Scary says, don't give me Brock's. What's yeah. wrong with Brock's? I don't want Brock's. Oh, no, I like Brock's candy corn, the but candy don't give. Candy corn's the best. Okay, if you're going to give candy corn, you have to give a closed bag. Don't put your hand in a bag of candy corn and put it in a Ziploc and hand it out. That is not yeah. good. <laughs> not Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put like put a, a big handful of those those Werther's Originals like Grandma <laughs> candies <laughs> in my <laughs> mouth and just spit them at people like a machine gun. <laughs> Wait, you, remember, you remember my mom when she was a kid and she, some lady would throw whole rolls of pennies at the kids. <laughs> You're like, here you go, kids. Upside the head. Yes, she drew Great. rolls of pennies. Whole All roll, because right. we used to get the the ten pennies wrapped in scotch tape. Yes, <laughs> what or it, a tin the, foil. The, in tin foil. Yeah, the cheapest <laughs> thing ever. Oh, God. And we remember one That's time not, okay, in the Bronx, but, there was yeah. a guy who used to see, he, he threw folding chairs from his balcony because he didn't want to do anything, so he took folding he chairs. He would throw ch- <laughs> furniture at people? What? Oh, no, that's not right. uh, we got to get into uh, our feel-goods of the day. Yeah, oh, please don't throw furniture at the neighborhood no, kids. No, please God. don't. Please don't. <laughs> this sounds like a WWF match or something. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, Producer Sam, uh, make us feel good. What do you have? After the chair throwing. Yeah, okay. So Akira Horai, who listens to us from Brazil, which I thought was pretty freaking awesome, sent me this story about something that happened a while back, but for some reason is re-becoming really popular right now. So Frank Hensley was home in Indiana with his five-year-old daughter, Savannah, and he started feeling chest pains that got so bad he couldn't even talk to the 911 dispatcher. Like, he dropped the phone as soon as they answered because he couldn't speak. Thankfully, this five-year-old little nugget has an old soul and had a perfectly calm and level-headed conversation with the dispatcher, and we actually have a clip. What's wrong? My dad can't hardly breathe. Okay, hold on a second, okay? Okay. How old are you? I'm five years old. Okay, what's your name? Savannah. Okay, Savannah, hold on. I'm getting them dispatched, okay? Okay. You need to come real fast. Don't worry, Dad. <laughs> Not only oh. is she getting the information across, she is soothing her father, and yes, everything turned out okay. So the dispatcher said most people he speaks to are hysterical, and she's just an amazing person regardless of her age. So thank you, Akira, for sending me this story all the way from Brazil. And if you have a story that deserves to be featured, email me, sam at elvistrand.com, subject line, feel goods. Thank you, Sam. So, you know, we're having this argument still about pecan versus pecan, versus mm-hmm. pecan, versus pawcan, versus pawcon. Pawcon. <laughs> oh, no. Definitely pawcon. You know, because as I continue to not want to run for mayor, we're trying to come up, I'm trying to come up with reasons to convince all New Yorkers why I should not be mayor. And one way is the way I say pecan versus the way New Yorkers say pecan. Yeah, pecan. Which is wrong. Oh. Uh, <laughs> another reason why I don't want to be, you don't want me as your mayor. I had more and more people last night checking in, like, come on, I don't need, I live in Wisconsin, I'll vote for you. Well, it doesn't work that way, you know, but I appreciate it. Thank you. So I'm going to put a vote up on my Instagram. Pecan, 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 whatever. And I want you to vote at Elvis Duran. It's something stupid to vote for. Five days away from a very important election. I'm going to give you something stupid to warm you up for the voting. Uh, Danielle's first report of the day on the way. What do you have, Danielle? Oh, we're going to talk about which celebrities we listen to the most when it comes to politics. Okay. Okay. 
Yep. <laughs> this will be interesting. <laughs> that and more on the way after this. This is Elvis Duran Happy Morning Show. <laughs> From Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Have you ever had a, uh, a friend dating a famous person but they couldn't tell anyone? Oh. Oh. Just you. Asking, I'm kind of you. Yeah. Yeah. What? Remember well, you, you when you were doing that famous person and you never told us who it was? I didn't date them. I just, I just did it. Oh, I didn't you just date did them. No, no. Oh. Have you ever had a friend who was dating a mm-hmm. famous person, but you couldn't say, you couldn't talk about it because of whatever reason? I'm asking for a friend. We'll move on. Oh, oh really? Um, <laughs> an incredible <laughs> meme I'm loving today. One of the hardest pills I've had to swallow was realizing that I meant nothing to a lot of people who meant a lot to me. Hmm. That's really tough. Hmm. I know. There's that. Let's see what else is on my desk. Let's see, we talked about Danielle <laughs> buying a candy at Target. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'll tell you. So, look, you know, I, maneuvering through the pandemic and just wondering what these next few months, maybe a year, will look like for us, I, I had something reaffirmed to me yesterday hanging out with Uncle Johnny. Uncle Johnny, still in the hospital, being taken very, very, very great care of. Um, by the superstars in the healthcare industry. I mean, these people are the best. Anyway, Johnny, when you first would go in to see him, he would be a little down, and he would keep saying over and over, I don't want this. I don't want this to be the rest of my life in bed. And then you have to remind him, this isn't the rest of your life in bed. Right. This isn't. You know, every day you see you are inching toward being well enough to be able to get up and walk out of here. It's going to take time. And I noticed by the end of the conversation, as long as we talked about the future, as long as we talked about us going to a beach somewhere together or uh, Johnny has an opportunity coming up to be in the kitchen making dinner for his friends like he always loves to do. That's his number one thing in life. You would see him light up and he would be okay. And this is why this pandemic has brought a lot of people to a screeching halt is because you look at your calendar and you don't have anything on it for the future. Yep. There's nothing there. Well, there's Christmas there. There's Thanksgiving there. There's Hanukkah there. Well, I know, but what are those things this year? They're, they're, they're not meaningless, but... They don't carry the weight they usually do. Right. You need to have things in your future. You need to have things to be living for. You yesterday, need, was, you this happened that. yesterday. So like yesterday I was listening to my son doing an online classroom and they were asking the teacher, so what are your plans for the holidays, blah, blah, blah. And she sounded so sad because she's like, my family doesn't live anywhere near me, so I'm going to be alone for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And she just sounded so sad and I felt so bad for her. Aww. And I'm, in my head I wanted to tell her, plan a trip for the future. or so, You know what I mean? I couldn't because, you know, can't pretend i'm not listening over there right. but uh it was just it's things like that though that like you said make you just be like oh, this is crazy this is how the holidays are going to be this is when is it going to end so preparing yep. that eventually it will change is a good idea well one of my friends yeah. had the same we had the same conversation the other day and she said if somebody told me it's going to be two years at least i know in two years i can start planning whatever she said but not knowing anything and not having any type of certainty in any way whatsoever is really really stressful so yeah. put something on your calendar you, you have to yeah. i mean realistically I, I wouldn't say a trip around the world in one week no i wouldn't do that <laughs> I'll take don't that set off. yourself up for that i mean talk to froggy great example of when he oh, yeah. first came out of surgery your headline was, I can't live like this. And our headline was, you're not going to live like this. This right. is yeah, temporary. No, I, I remember having a phone conversation with you. It was very emotional. And I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to do this. And then I was questioning whether I wanted to be here because I didn't want to feel that way forever. And you kept saying you won't. And you're exactly right. 
And Nate gave me some of the best advice that anybody has given me in that Nate said, don't set goals for yourself that you just want to feel better because that's that's too general. Set actual things that you want to do again, even if it's something as simple as doing this show again. That was a goal. And so the day that I did this show the first time this past Tuesday, I reached a goal, which is something I couldn't have done a week ago. So I am making progress. See, you have to set individual things that you can do. And when you reach that, you're further than you were when you started. So the, the bottom line is this. Not everyone is having an aneurysm uh, operation like Froggy. Not everyone had a severe uh, heart failure problem like Uncle Johnny. But you are living in a world where you are limited. You are being told, hey, stay safe. Don't plan on you know, doing anything crazy with a lot of people. Don't go to any super spreaders, you know. Mm. Uh, and so you're going through your own trauma, and I get that. We're all going through that. Um, but you need to find tricky ways of putting something. If it's just a drive out into the country where no one's standing there and you're by yourself, put yeah. it on your calendar so you know you have something to look forward to. It, 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 it lit Uncle Johnny right up. Aww. It really did to see him fantasizing about being able to go into a kitchen and just making dinner for friends. Aww. Something that simple, you know. So uh, wow. another thing I was impressed with, that this huge, huge, wonderful Northwell Hospital system out in Long Island, a lot of the patients who are there for, for somewhat long-term, like Uncle Johnny, for a couple, couple of weeks, their number one complaint was they couldn't vote. Oh. So they found, a way to, they found a way to get around that. They oh. have all these volunteers coming in. They're making sure people are registered. They're getting ballots for them appropriate ballots for where they live and then as soon as they vote coming up in a couple of days their runners will take those ballots to their district and and place it in the right box for their oh, wow. vote to be counted I love that's awesome yeah. exactly so they're, they're actually being a part of society as they are you know getting better so anyway look for things look for things down the line it'll it'll make you feel better i think it will daniel you ready to go yep all right what lies are you making up today? <laughs> all right. So since we're talking about <laughs> voting, there's a new study that says among all celebrities, LeBron James has done the most to motivate people to vote. And the celebrity whose opinion we trust the most on political and social issues, you probably could guess who that is. Who do you think Go it ahead. is? Tom Hanks. Yes. Oh. We love him. We love Every, him. You can, Tom Hanks can say anything and we'll listen, right? Um, so what else is happening for us? This is actually interesting. So Wisconsin Democrats are throwing a Rocky Horror Picture Show live stream, and Michigan is going to go with Fright Night. So this is what's happening. Tim Curry's going to host the event in uh, Wisconsin. The original cast will be there, some of them. Also, Josh Gad, Wilmer Valderrama. There'll be a table read, and there'll be more stuff going down on Saturday. Then the Michigan Democratic Party. Party will be doing a Fright Night table read, uh, and that will be happening, I think, tomorrow night. And original cast members will be there. There'll be a Q&A session as well. So a lot of things going on with the Democrats uh, tomorrow uh, and this weekend for Halloween. So that's pretty interesting. Anything Halloween I'll watch. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. If it's Halloween, I'm going to watch. Uh, BB Rexa is making the move to acting. Her first feature film role will be in a movie really? called Queen Pins. Yes. Now, this is totally Scotty B to a T. Kristen Bell is in this, and she's a fed-up <laughs> suburban housewife who starts an illegal coupon club, oh. and she winds oh. up scamming big food companies at a millions of dollars. That's a oh. thing. That's yes. real. And BB Rexa is going to be in this movie. And like I said, Kristen Bell will Wait, play the lead. That's real? What? Yeah. That's a thing? Coupon fraud is a huge thing. Yeah. People scam supermarkets and companies out of lots of money. 
with fake coupons. Who knew? Me. Who knew? (laughs) Teach us the ways. I thought they were scamming us with their coupons. (laughs) I thought so, too. All right, uh, everybody, a lot of people are saying November 1st, my tree's going up because I need a little Christmas. So Kelly Clarkson got together with Brett Aldridge and gave us Under the Mistletoe. So good. So good. Uh, So, Borat, if you watch the movie, there's a babysitter in the movie that you absolutely fall in love with. Oh, I did love her. She was awesome. She claims that she thought this was a real documentary that they were filming. She says, I don't feel betrayed, but I wish I was paid more. She only got paid $3,600, right? Oh. So a GoFundMe was set up by people who watched Borat and loved it. $75,000 has been raised for her so far. Really? Yes, I love it. So awesome because she was so good. Was awesome. This movie is just doing so many great things for so many people. <laughs> it, it, it just really is, isn't it? It uh, really is. It's a lifesaver. Boring. I loved it. Black China found out that she can sue the Kardashians for the cancellation of her reality series, Robin China. Uh, she blames oh, the family. She says they didn't like her and so they sabotaged everything. So she can actually do that. Um, I don't know if you watched um, The Masked Singer, but. I'm just going to tell you Lips was sent home, but I'm not going to tell you who Lips was, but this is what Lips sounded like. That is so easy. They didn't even, like, try with that. I mean, really. (laughs) But anyway, lips, we love you. All right. So every vote counts. A celebration of democracy is on tonight. You've got the Falcons and the Panthers playing some football. Dr. Pimple Popper is on. Superstore, a sneak peek. Uh, Actually, season premiere of that. And tomorrow, I'm giving you a heads up, season two of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus tomorrow. And that's my Danielle report. Thank you, Danielle. Line four is TJ. Uh, Oh, my God. A doubleheader here. Uh, Not only a teacher... But also EMT. Can you Whoa. imagine? I mean, you're hitting it no. out of the park with us. Yeah. You're a superstar. Hi, TJ. Hey, Elvis. How are you guys doing? We're doing very well. It's so great to know that you're listening to us. So uh, what is getting you through all this? I mean, as a teacher, as an EMT, you're on the front, front lines seeing a lot of people wondering about their futures. Uh, first of all, you guys are fantastic. I listen to you guys every morning. I'm on my way to work right now. Um, gets me through the commute every morning. It takes like an hour and a half to get to work. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I'm a phys ed teacher as well as a EMT. Uh, getting back to school was one of my really big short-term girl- goals during this pandemic. Being able to see our kids again was a lot of our teachers' first goals. Uh, obviously, this year they cut almost all the funding. So being able to get to school, being able to help out our kids again, to like make sure that they're eating, make sure that they're clothed, was really important. I work in uh, one of the inner-city schools, so it scares us when they're not actually what they're doing what they're supposed to or not having what they need. And on the EMS side, it was great to start to see the patient total go down. That was one of our greatest goals when we started having days where it was less than 20 calls a day, when it was less than a few calls where people weren't dying every day. And it was one of those little tiny goals that were getting us through. And then being able to use those little tools such as uh, the app TikTok, we're able to all go on there and make TikTok videos together, whether or not be from EMS or teaching and they were all supportive to get us through. On a personal side, I was able to get through this years ago. Uh, when I was in high school, I suffered a traumatic brain injury, 
I had my 13th concussion. And I, just like uh, Froggy was saying, you know, you set the small goals to move forward. Mine was to learn how to walk again. And so I got there to become a teacher to help get back how my teachers gave to me. It's really important for everyone to keep those things in perspective because it just helps you move forward as a person. Wow. And, we'll, you know, we'll get through this. We'll all do this together. I think that, TJ, the wow. fact that you said to be able to walk again was one of those small goals. That's a, that's yeah. a monumental goal. I feel like Huge. such a little idiot here saying, well, our goal is to be able to sit on a beach. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. And here's TJ. Well, my goal is to walk again. Okay, right. you win. <laughs> Game set, TJ. But you're right. You know, and, and Nate's advice to Froggy uh, is exactly in line with what you're saying. Uh, my goal shouldn't be to feel better. My goal should be to walk again or, or to be able to create something in my life that will make me feel better or whatever. You know, you're right. You have to have goals. And goals are, that's the same as having something on the calendar, right? I mean, yeah, it's course. not a trip, but it's, oh, a, it's, a, it's a win. You need more wins in your life. Hey, TJ, your life sounds so interesting. Look at where you were and where you've come. And I hope you stop down and give yourself uh, credit for everything that you're accomplishing and what you've done for our audience today in telling your story. I really appreciate that, guys. And uh, you guys keep doing what you're going. Elvis, I remember last year when your book came out, I was reading that. I was actually in a pretty weird place in my life, and I read that book every day, and it put me in such a better place. And you guys really, what you guys do for everyone, you have no idea the impact it has on the community. All right, Thank TJ. You all so much. You've gone and done it. Uh, we're going to give you a, <laughs> look, see, it pays off, a $500 cash gift card from our friends at Lucktastic. Yes. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you called up. You buttered me up. You buttered yeah. us all up. How can we let you go? Thanks for our friends oh, at Lucktastic. You, you got me all welled up now. Yes, yeah, so oh. good. I love that about you. You Let's well up. Cry. Don't be afraid to well up. Uh, if you're bored at home or you're just bored in life and you love scratch-offs, download uh, Lucktastic on Google Play and the App Store. It's fabulous. Danielle, what's your latest fun game you're playing? Oh, there's a Halloween one with pumpkins that I was checking out okay, yesterday. <laughs> it's always 100% free to play. Uh, the first free scratch card uh, app, that that's, and it's everyone loving it. Lucktastic, download it today. You uh, win prizes guaranteed. And thank you for listening to us, TJ. $500 cash gift card from Lucktastic on the way to you. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. You too. Hold you on too. one second. Don't hang up. Wow, there you wow. go. Uh, lots going on. We have a $1,000 free money phone tap for you on the way, and a lot more. Hang on. We're back after this. So amazing how you guys are like a family working with each other. Love-hate thing going on, but it's more love than anything. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Halloween isn't canceled. It's on HBO Max. From the mind of Ruald Dahl, the author of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Matilda, HBO Max gives you The Witches. Starring Anne Hathaway and Octavia Spencer. The Witches, now streaming only on HBO Max. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. So tomorrow is our annual dress-up for Halloween show. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait. Why am I the only excited one in the room, guys? Well, I'm excited. Yes. I'm, but I'm going to be I'm a grown man wearing a cape sitting in the basement by himself. <laughs> right. I know. That's I not weird. Same, I said the same thing. I said, "Oh my gosh, I want to be sitting in my basement on the Zoom camera dressed like this." That's almost as weird as scary at the park in the white van. It's almost, <laughs> almost. that weird. I got to say almost. thanks What's to up, my scary? my Halloween costume, I now know how women feel. When you guys wear jumpers or these one-piece outfits, how the hell do you go to the bathroom? I have oh. a one-piece hazmat suit that I'm wearing, and it's a big 
thing. And I'm like, there's no pee hole in it. There's no slit. There's nothing. I can't do a damn thing. I have to take the whole well, thing off to go to the bathroom. Think about it. You're wearing a hazmat suit. Uh, it's perfect if you, for if you have to go to the bathroom. It's hazardous material. It's ready yeah. to go. <laughs> I thought I'd do the coronavirus joke, and now I have to hold it for four hours because or I can't drink any liquids or something. Well, where are you go going? Like, here. I know. Here, we're dressing Here. up for the Zoom camera. Wait, but no one else is in the building. You can, like, can't you just build a trap door or something? No one's going to know. <laughs> I know, but I got I got to take the whole thing off. I got to. Well, no, no, no. If you have a it. trap door, you don't have to take the whole thing off. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Adult diaper, scary. Uh, yes. Uh, that's Absorb. what they're no. for. <laughs> Gandhi, are you ready? Do you have something ready to wear tomorrow? I do. I have two things. I'm torn between the two, but I've got them. One of them involves my little lizard Kush, but you know he doesn't like to come out all that much in a good mood, so we'll probably go with the other one. <laughs> Why? Wow. Hold on. A costume involving a pet. Yes. Hmm. So, do you want me to just tell you? Because I'm not no. going to do it, to be honest. No, no, okay. no, no, don't, don't give it away. <laughs> well, I, I dressed up in it yesterday, and I tried to get Brandon to take photos, and the photos are hilarious because either Kush or myself are blurry in every single one. Like, neither one will stay still, so we'll see. What about you, Nate? Are you ready to dress I'm up tomorrow? I'm ready to go, Elvis. I got him right here. Napoleon Dynamite. That's, See, that's so easy. That's yeah. yeah, that's not even trying. Blue jeans and a shirt. No, listen, you guys know that I go all out for Halloween, and even this year's no exception. This is the reason I've been growing my hair for the last nine months. Thank right. you. Mm -hmm. You oh, do have Napoleon Dynamite hair. Yeah. Yeah. Froggy, are you dressing up tomorrow? I am. I'm all ready to go. Yes, I've got my stuff. Ooh, I like that. You're very elusive. Like, mm, mm. yes, I, I am. was in. I was in spirit yesterday buying my second costume for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't be the same thing that I'm going to be right. tomorrow on I get actual it. Halloween. I like that you're following through your usual Halloween <laughs> yeah, thing. Producer to. Sam, you ready to dress up? Um, not yet, but I'm debating being Princess Suckett again, which I was the first year I was here, and okay. she was a major hit. So <laughs> Yes, she was. Maybe I'll bring her back. Maybe now she'll be a Queen Suckett. They're, they're still talking about her. Is Scotty B, are you dressing up tomorrow? I am. Mine will be cereal related, but I can't tell oh. you what it is just yet. Oh, toucan Sam. I <laughs> no, can't wait. no, no. I haven't taken it out of the package yet, so I'm nervous that it won't fit. I have to do that when I get home. <laughs> uh -huh. I could have let you my Frankenberry costume. That's right. No, it's got COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's dripping. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's go around the room. I'm going to see what's on your minds. Uh, we'll start with Gandhi. You're up first today. What's on okay. your mind today? Well, hold on. Where's the music, Scary? Okay. Hold on. Hold scary. on. Well, hold on. Do we have that music like ready to go at all times? <laughs> yes, Nagandi, you're up. What's going on? All right. See the shirt that I'm wearing? I don't know if you can see it in the Zoom room. Yeah. It yeah. is the Cactus Jack version of the McDonald's t-shirt that I was so excited to get like two months ago. It finally came, and now I don't even care about it anymore. I wore it today just oh. because I was like, oh, it's here. I should wear it. But I'm so over it. I need to stop ordering things online that take forever and ever to get here because it's not as exciting as I thought it would be. It is. That shirt's from the headlines months ago. Exactly. <laughs> and now I have it. Yay. But we know. and we're, we're happy you have it. Thank <laughs> you. Don't give up so fast. <laughs> it took forever. Yeah, there's the thing. Was it one of those Instagram orders? No, this was like his merch drop. So I thought, okay, we're ordering it. We got in. We didn't get that, you know, bot block that always happens. I thought, we're going to get these soon. Nope, still took months and months. So mm. now I have my Cactus Jack shirt. Yay. <laughs> well, it'll be back sometime soon. Hey, Nate. Straight Nate, what's up? Okay, well, uh, on Monday, I celebrated the two-year anniversary of my first stroke. So it's only fitting that today is World Stroke Day. It so is. I encourage oh, wow. everybody, I'm not going to explain it all here because you really need to take five minutes, just five minutes, and go Google fast. 
and it is a surefire way to know if somebody you know you know or love or both is having a stroke. So Google the acronym FAST. Well, no, what is it? F-A-S-T. Okay, so it stands, F is your face. If you have facial drooping, ask the person to smile, and if one side of their face is drooping, that's an indicator. A is for arms. You raise your arms, and if one isn't raising... You know, as high as the other one, that's an indicator. Speaking, if your speech is slurred, that's an indicator. And time, if you don't call 911 right away, the person might not have as good an outcome as I did. So, so every minute counts. That's right. I've had two out of the three types of strokes, so I consider myself a survivor. So educate yourself today. Very good. Thanks. Thank you. That was a great around the room. Oh, yeah, Danielle, what's yours? My around the room is the fact that I wrote down what my around the room was, and I can't read my damn handwriting, so I have no <laughs> idea what I'm supposed to really? say. Really? Yes. Yep. And I told Gandhi and I told Froggy this earlier. I'm like, dude, I don't know what I wrote down. I wrote it down yesterday, and I knew I wanted to talk about it, but I don't know. It's I, it says something about holiday come something. You know, Danielle used to do this all the time when she would write out her entertainment reports. Right. Yeah. She, it would be time to do it. And she was like, I'm sorry, I don't have anything. I'm like, yeah. What do you mean? You have a full page. No. And you would look at it. It looked like some hieroglyphics for the, we yeah. found in a cave somewhere. <laughs> it looks like it says breaded corn muffin, but I don't think that's what it all is. All right. Well, you can start chipping away. See if, if, Get back to us if you remember what it is. Okay. Oh, my God. Froggy, what's up? You know, it's really strange when you meet somebody who is just like your significant other. And I want to say that my wife and Danielle are two of the exact same people. In what way? There have never been two people who are more alike. <laughs> yep. My my wife is obsessed with Halloween as much as Danielle is. She she bought this uh, full-size skeleton. She spends hours a day putting this thing in the yard in different poses and it's different Mr. things. Bones. And I'm like, dude, don't you have anything better to do? I mean, like yesterday I needed something. And I mean, I'm still like in need of certain things. I'm yelling for her. I'm yelling for she's not in the house. She's outside in the front yard with Mr. Skeleton Man and putting him in, in different positions in her front yard. I I'm love like, it. dude, she's got problems I love every it. single day. It's awesome. Decorate what, that yard. What, what about you, Scary? What's up? You know, if you're going out to eat during these COVID times, be mindful of the 90-minute rule. A lot of restaurants have this in place where it's like, okay, sit down, eat your meal, and go. Don't don't dilly dally. Well, I gotta tell you, because seating is limited outside, right? So I was trying to wait for a table last week, and they're like, "Oh, they'll be done in ten minutes." Next thing you know, these two women pop open a bottle of wine, and they, they just like, because it was a BYO situation, and they're just sitting there guzzling wine. They took up the table for three hours. Oh my god! And I'm sitting oh. there on the on a bench outside waiting for like ninety minutes. And I'm like, "Come on, man!" This and they're is absorbing all all that exhaust from other people. Me in a restaurant, 90 minutes. Are you kidding me? I'm going to go right back to the kitchen and eat the food raw and get the hell out. <laughs> I don't have time for 90 minutes. 90-minute rule in a lot of places now. Yes, you got to be a little respectful. You I'll can't be, just sit around. I've got like a 20-minute rule. In and out. Goodbye. Look at you. I know. Mm, I'm damn. a survivor. What's up, Scotty B? <laughs> Scotty B never does these. <laughs> Look at that panic. Huh? Oh, hey, Scotty, Scotty B doesn't have an around the room. Yeah, actually, I do. You yeah. do? Yeah. How about supermarket chaos? Because the supermarket by me, they finally got rid of the one-way aisles, and it's like nobody knows how to drive their carts anymore, and they're <laughs> slamming into each other and stopping in the middle of aisles. It's awful. I, I complained about the one-way aisles when they had them because I was like, ugh, I can't go down that way. But now I wish they were back because people are obnoxious again. Okay. Yeah. Welcome back to the world of obnoxious. Yes. What about yeah. you, Producer Sam? 
Yesterday, I praised my boyfriend for being so comfortable in our relationship that he took a nap with his hand down the back of my pants. And today, I completely take that back. I want to be less comfortable again because when I went to use the office, which he uses more often than I do, I rolled out the drawer in the bottom of the desk, which usually has a keypad on it, and there was a pile of fingernail clippings. All right. Oh. Not all right. So not all right. I'm completely <laughs> scarred. So he's too comfortable living with me and he has to go back to walking on eggshells because nay nay, I will not live with that. Hold on. Oh. Nope. Yeah. Disgusting. He kept them all. He kept them all. That's a part of it. If you're going to move in with them or they're going to move in with you, that's just the way it no, is. No, there's a garbage can in the room. What's happening? <laughs> you know, Alex's, Alex's motto with me has been always... You've seen the best of me, you've seen the worst of me, and I'm sure you can't figure out the difference between the two of them. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's true. Take the good with the bad. Into the three things we need to know from Gandhi, just ahead of a $1,000 free money phone tap. Uh, you're up, Gandhi. What's going on? All right. Both France and Germany have announced lockdown measures because of a rapid spread of coronavirus cases. Bars, restaurants, non-essential services will all be closed and restrictions are expected for at least a month. And here in the U.S., COVID cases continue to surge with more than a thousand deaths recorded yesterday. The assistant secretary of health who leads the government's testing efforts warned that the nation is at a critical point in the pandemic response. He noted that a number of cases and hospitalizations are also going up across most of the country. So make sure that you continue to cover your mouth and nose. Keep your distance from others and wash your hands. In Philadelphia, the situation continues to be tense. A van full of explosives and other suspicious cargo was actually found on the Ben Franklin Parkway. The city is on heightened alert after the unrest following the police shooting of Walter Wallace Jr. There have been protests since it happened with damages to businesses, looting, and even 10 ATM explosions as well. The National Guard has been deployed to help. And finally, the teenager who recorded video of George Floyd's death while in police custody is being recognized. On Tuesday, PEN America announced that it will honor 17-year-old Darnella Frazier with the PEN Benison Courage Award. The group promoting literary and free expression labeled her quick thinking and fearless as George Floyd was being detained by Minneapolis police. She will receive the award virtually on December 8th. And those are your three things. Oh, hi. Thank you, Gandhi. Sorry. Mike on, (laughs) mic off. I'm learning the button system. Off, on, off, on. It's like a light switch. I'm learning. I'm learning. Hey, uh, your $1,000 Schweid and Sons free money phone tap on the way. Tonight, I've decided it's burger night. I'm whipping Mm. out my Schweid and Sons. Yeah. Nice. I'm ready. I'm ready for a nice burger. I'm not ready to... I'm never going to let loose of summer. And to me, burgers on the grill are summer. Oh, fine. I'll, I'll grill them inside. So anyway, thanks to Schweiden Sons, you're going to win a thousand dollars and a month's worth of Schweiden Sons hamburger. How you like that? Oh. That's coming up for you after this. In the course of an hour, we just blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Good, morning. good morning. Good morning. Elvis Duran in the morning show. Here's Johnny. Johnny. How are we? Frightening Uncle Johnny. Hello, lady. A very special good morning to Uncle Johnny, who is listening in his bed. Oh, yay. Morning, Uncle Johnny. He has a very important day today. You know, um, I'll tell you a story. The last time I saw uh, Uncle Johnny until he went into intense, serious hospital mode was, uh, it was a Sunday, but two Sundays ago, I believe. Alex and I drove into the city to see Uncle Johnny. I decided to go see him first, and then uh, then uh, Alex was going to go upstairs. 
as I went up to see him, he was in very bad shape, and they were wheeling him out for an emergency procedure to implant the impella, which is a blood circulation uh, device and system because his, his heart just wasn't pumping blood at all, and he needed to get blood to the vital organs and to his entire body. And that was the last time I saw him. And then from that point forward, he went under, and he was, he was in a deep sleep and did not come out for a while. They are removing uh, the impella today. Ah, yes. Nice. Wow. That's, That's exciting. Awesome. Usually when you say someone is being taken off assisted uh, life support, uh, it, it, you're like, oh, my God. Really? It, it sounds bad. This is a good one. He, they're taking him slowly off different, different avenues of life support. Uh, next will be his nutrition. And then uh, he's still on dialysis. But, you know, he's moving in the right direction every day and always keeping in mind the things we are going to all do together once he's out of the hospital. So, Uncle Aww. Johnny, we're so proud of you. We're so happy that you get to vote there in the hospital. Everyone at Northwell, Manhasset, Long Island, you are superstars. They're the best. Yeah, that's amazing. So the Impella will be popped out today. Can wow. you sell those on eBay? What do you do with an old Impella? <laughs> a used I Impella. Know. I could. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do they re refurbish them like an old iPhone? I don't know how that works. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Brian Ho is going to be on with us in about 20, 30 minutes. Dr. Brian Ho, of course, uh, is uh, a brother from another mother with Froggy. He's a neurosurgeon who performed Froggy's surgery, and I can't wait to talk to him about everything in, in, in his mind. And now we, you have a mind we can talk about, too, that still works. Yeah, I, love that. I, I talked to him yesterday, and I told him, I said, I know you're so tired of hearing this, but I can't thank you enough. You saved my life. And he's so humble, and he's so, you know, he does it every day. That's what he does. He has a lot of people that say that to him. And I've had listeners that have reached out to us now that uh, a couple different ones that said that they had uh, – patients that were under the care of other doctors in other places and they were sent to dr ho and after different procedures not working dr ho was able to save their lives wow so wow. i I'm, I'm just i'm in a very long line of patients that he has helped and so it'll be great for you guys to meet him and and for our listeners to meet him and to introduce him and to see what a great guy he is can we tell them this the dumb question you asked him since he was you know right up there and he opened up your cranium basically and looked in yeah. tell yeah. him what you asked him I, what a silly question froggy <laughs> i said dr ho i said i have done and said things on my four almost 45 years on this earth um where i've had many people say to me including elvis do you have a brain in your head i said can can you confirm that there is in fact a brain in there and that it works he says i can confirm that it's there I can confirm there's activity. Yes. Whether you use it or not, that I can't confirm. <laughs> <laughs> but the number one sign you had a brain is you wouldn't have had this problem had you not had a brain. <laughs> right. So, so I do have one. There you just do. don't use it very often. Right. So Dr. Ho is going to be on in just a little while. Right now, we are so excited about our Schweiden Sons free money phone tab. It's worth $1,000. Let's do it. Here we go. You got any money? The free money phone tab. Yes, we do got some money. Thanks to Schweid and Sons, the super burger, I call them. If you go to their website, schweidandsons.com, you look at all the different very, very, very creative blends of meats that they have that they roll into these beautiful burgers. There's a few. I, mean, I want questions answered. The Katana blend. What's that? Mm. It sounds exotic. Yeah. It does. The one percenter. The prime burger. But I do love the uh, 
the all natural and the uh, custom blend, the Chuck brisket and short rib. Oh, yeah. Blend. The Chuck brisket <laughs> short blend is so, so, so good. That sounds like a sportscaster's name, Chuck Brisket. It does. Tonight, Chuck Brisket with sports. Short rib with weather. Anyway, so thank you to Schweid and Sons. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's summer, winter, fall, uh, or uh, what's the other one? Spring. Summer, winter, fall. Spring. Spring. Yeah. It's always time for a burger. Burgers are year-round. Just because it's not summertime doesn't mean you can't pop open a grill outside or uh, a grill inside. And Schweid and Sons, without doubt, the best burger. One of the reasons why you know it's great, you can look at it in that beautiful case it comes in, in that beautiful uh, packaging. It's in the fresh meat section, never in the frozen section. So Schweid and Sons, of course, thanks to them, uh, you're about to win $1,000 with a free money phone tap and a month's supply of the very best burger. Please follow them at schweidandsons.com. I dare you. You'll salivate. If you want to put your your salivatory glands, what is it? <laughs> Salivary? Yes, to the test. <laughs> Check them out on Instagram at schweidandsons. It's S-C-H-W-E-I-D and sons. Uh, check them out today. All right, let's go. Be caller 100, you win $1,000. 1-800-242-0100. All right, who does the phone tap, Scary? Danielle! Here we oh. go. Don't answer the phone. Elvis, Elvis Duran. The Elvis Duran phone tap. Danielle, what do you have? Natalie and Nick. So they're together, they're dating, and Nick uh, was not home for Halloween, so he left a bowl on the porch for the kids with candy in it, right? Well, he caught a kid taking all of it, and he yelled at the kid to put it back. So I, so his girlfriend Natalie said, "Why don't you call him as the kid's mom and tell him that he owes your kid an apology?" So that's what I did. Oh, for yelling at her kid? Yeah. Yeah, you don't mess with a mom yelling at her kid, even though he is a little brat. Yeah, exactly. We'll see what happens in today's phone tap. Listen in. Hello. 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 Yeah, hi. I'm looking for Nick, please. Yeah, this is him. Yeah, Nick. You know what? I don't appreciate you scolding my child. Who is this? What are you talking about? My son Brian came trick-or-treating to your house the other day. And I don't know if you remember, but you had a bowl of candy on your porch that said, take one, because you weren't home. And you yelled at him and told him to put the candy back. Who is this? This is Brian's mom. It doesn't matter. How did, you, how, did you get, how did you get my phone number? Oh, believe me, this is a small community, and we all talk. And we know who the bully is who's bullying the children. The bully? Are yeah. you serious right now? Yeah, I am who serious. Gave you, who gave you my phone number? It doesn't matter who gave me your phone number. What matters is, is you yelled and cursed at my child. Oh, okay. First of all, I don't know. I don't know how you're raising your kids, but he wasn't trick or treating. He was taking the whole basket of candy and putting it into his bag while I was pulling into my driveway. Okay. He was stealing all the candy. First of all, you can't That's prove that he was stealing all the candy. Oh, I can't prove it. I saw him with my own eyes. Oh, yeah, I please. can prove it. Do you really think that you you put a bowl on your porch and it says take one? Yeah, do you... we, yeah we do. Yeah, I did because we got good kids in this neighborhood minus your son. All the kids take more that than you one. You raise them to take everything. No, all your the... kid is the only person. Whatever. There's no need to yell it and curse at my son. Do you know how you old know he is? Seriously, right now, maybe you should be talking to your son instead of getting my number from somebody and giving me a call. No, who's this the moron the... that puts a bowl of candy on who's a porch that says, who's take the one? Who let their 10-year-old kid out trick-or-treating by themselves, no babysitter? And how inconsiderate is that for the kid to take all the candy and dump it in his bag? You're okay with that? Are you kidding me? And speaking of oh. cursing, why would you curse at my child? Why would you tell him to put the candy maybe, back. Maybe because he was stealing all the candy off my front porch. Okay, but you curse okay at, a, at a 10-year-old? Put the candy back? There's not another oh, way to okay. say it? Yeah, yeah. So so it's not okay to curse, but you're sitting here cursing at me on the phone? Oh, you're a Seriously? little bit older than 10, sir. You can handle it, I think. And then you took all of his candy away from him. I didn't take any of his candy away from him. Like, I told him to put my candy back for what he, what he took, and he dumped the whole bag into my bowl because he's probably 
stupid. Oh, that's real nice. Too cheap to buy your own candy to give out to kids when they're trick-or-treating? <laughs> are, you, are you serious right now? Yeah, I am serious. Are you right? kidding me? You took all no, my kids' I'm candy. I'm not too cheap. I'm not, no, I didn't take any of your kids' candy. Like, you need to get a life. I have one, and I need to go because this call this is going nowhere. You are going to apologize to my son, and oh, you are going to tell you him you're so— mind if you think I'm apologizing to your son. You're smoking something. For cursing at him because he yeah, thinks now I, that's how adults are supposed to talk. This is the real world. You do something wrong, you get scolded for it, okay? Whatever. That's how it is. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. <laughs> Natalie, he's not happy. <laughs> Would you call him at any point during the day just to say hi? Sure, absolutely. All right, so let's give him a few minutes, and then we're going to call him, okay? Okay. Hello? Hi. Hey, what's up? What's going on? How are you? Busy. What's up? I just wanted to see what you wanted to have for dinner tonight. Whatever. Are you okay? Can you believe who called me today? Do you remember when I told you about that kid who was stealing all the candy out of the, uh, the bowl on the porch? Yeah. His mom. Like, I don't even know how she got my number, but she's sitting here. Why are you cursing at my son? And da 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 Apparently, this little went home and, like, was whining to his mom and crying because she, like, took all his candy or whatever. Like, unbelievable, right? So she wants me to apologize to her son for yelling at him for stealing the candy. Can you believe that? That's crazy. I mean, maybe you should, should just apologize. Apologize for what? Are you serious? You're joking, I, right? Well, I just, if she's so mad, maybe the best thing to do is just to apologize. Bullshit. I'm not apologizing to that fat little <laughs> Sweetie, it's just a kid. If you know, it's not nice to call my son fat. <laughs> what the Are we on three-way? No. What the are you doing? <laughs> We're trying to phone tap you. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is Danielle Monaro from Elvis Duran on The Morning Show, and you just got phone tapped. Nick, we got you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm this sorry. Is all, oh, my God. Are you serious we right now? We totally got you. Yeah, great. Thank you. Payback the bitch. <laughs> Unbelievable. There you have oh, it. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that fabulous phone tap. It was one of my favorites. Who did that again? Oh, that was I Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> what was it about? I don't know. Tell I don't me know. what it's about. You know, it, someone <laughs> pretended to be doing something, and then they, at the end, they told them they were not, they weren't being honest, and they yeah, said they're yeah, being yeah. phone tapped. It was one of those. <laughs> yes, it was. Very good. <laughs> exactly. Stop it. What's going on? What are they my, doing? Uh, my dogs are nuts. Okay, I'm just. Uh, Ollie's about to like. Never mind. Let's move on and talk to uh, Tori on line three. Tori. Hello. You are caller 100. Oh, my God. Woo. <laughs> I know. You just won $1,000. Oh, my God. Is that money coming at a good time? Yes. <laughs> wow. Are you okay? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're not driving, I'm so are glad you? I pulled over. <laughs> oh, good. You pulled over. <laughs> yes. Goodness. We're glad you pulled over as well. Because we don't want that thousand dollars to go to uh, your, you know, to pay the, <laughs> the bumper uh, bumpy bill. Anyway, so uh, here's what just oh happened, Tori. You were caller 100, therefore you win one thousand dollars from our friends at Schweiden Sons, and you also won a month's supply of the best burgers from Schweiden Sons. Congratulations! Oh my goodness! I know you got a meat bonus. <laughs> you doesn't like that? that. Just, oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm happy. You're a- happy. A girl from a small town in Vermont, you know, this stuff doesn't really happen to us. Um, and you guys are like big celebrities, and I listen to you every day. 
and I'm just so grateful right now. Well, uh, thank you, Tori. Let me. I'm a, a girl from a small town in Texas. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> second of all, we're not celebrities. We're radio people. Let's make that very clear. Right. And uh, I'm sure no matter where you're from, no matter how small the town or no matter no matter how large the city, you have your dreams in your life, and I, whatever they are, never give up on them. And today is your day, Tori. We're so happy that you're listening. A thousand dollars and a big old mountain of hamburgers on the way. You're gonna love them. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Hold on one second. Nate, take good care of her. Gladly. Get the right address. You got Don't it. send her uh, burgers to the wrong address. So, uh, is uh, Alex on the line? No. Not yet. Oh. Okay, well, okay, so as you know, my husband Alex is insisting that I run for mayor of New York because he, we all agree, well, a lot of us agree that the current mayor is just not doing it for us, okay? Right. We'll leave it at that, to put it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> and yesterday when I was driving through the city, and I, was, I think we were in Queens. I was like, look at all this infrastructure, these bridges, these things. As mayor, you're in charge of these things. Another reason, I don't want to be mayor. I want to make it very clear. My platform is I don't want to be mayor. Don't vote for me. Don't write me in. So Brody decides to write an, uh, an ad. You're, you're hearing tons of political ads these days. Not, of them, not all of them all that kind, as mm -hmm. you all agree. Yeah. So I haven't heard this yet, but here is an ad for me. To convince you not to vote for me for mayor of New York City. Here we go. Elvis Duran for mayor? He's from Texas. He refuses to go above 14th Street in Manhattan. Says it's too boring up there. He got married in New Mexico. Elvis eats pizza with a knife and fork. Who does that? When the pandemic hit, Elvis hit the panic button, the gas pedal, and he hit the road for New Jersey. He doesn't like shaking hands, and he doesn't like kissing babies. He thinks Gracie Mansion is a dump and too claustrophobic for him. Elvis Duran pronounces it pecan. The majority of Elvis's homes aren't even in New York. He has a history of surrounding himself every morning with idiots and yes-men. His senior executive producer is a murderer. He hates having to do things. Elvis claims he loves New York and can't wait till they finish it. He thinks Queens refers to a group of his friends. He goes to Madison Square Garden to watch hot guys sweat. He doesn't even notice there's a basketball game going on. Elvis was asked to throw the first pitch at a Mets game and chickened out. Elvis Duran, bad at sports, bad for New York City. I'm Elvis Duran and I approve this message. <laughs> it's, it's rather lengthy, but it yes. really gets oh, all the points out it, there. It, it does. Is Alex on the line? Did he hear I'm, that? I'm still voting for you. <laughs> don't. You don't even live in New York City. You can't I vote know. for me. I Alex, know. hello. Yes, I'm, I'm here. Did you hear my ad that begging people not to vote for me? Yeah, and that was a long list of negative things. But if you think about it, our mayor now has even a longer list of negative things that he did. In this I place. cannot argue that. I cannot argue, I cannot argue yeah. against that. I know, but I don't even live in the city anymore. I ran to New Jersey when the pandemic hit. I, I should not be a mayor of a city that needs someone much better than me. Well, there's still time to run back to the city and save it. No, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> All right, we got to go. I love you. I'll talk to you later.
<laughs> Why? You don't like to hear this? Well, no, no, no. no. We're, we're running really late, and we, we have Dr. Ho on the line. we got to get to him in a minute. So um, we're going to put you on later and give us give you more reasons why I shouldn't be mayor of New York City. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Don't I don't want to be. If you don't want to be mayor, then governor. No, I don't want any of it. No, 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 no. I, we we got to go. Oh, I love let you. Let me go create a sign. Bye. Oh, God. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Jeez. All right. We, <laughs> so we have a superstar uh, we're going to talk to next. Dr. Brian Ho, neurosurgeon, uh, performed froggy surgery. And because of Dr. Ho, he may not want to hear this, but froggy is still with us. And uh, I love that. We're going to talk to Brian, doc, uh, Dr. Brian Ho right after this. This is Elvis Duran and the Morning Show. Here's something you can do right now to save money. Get honey. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Duran. Hello, ladies. Something better is coming on through. Number one top 40 radio show. Duran in the Morning Show. Well, okay, so we'll take it. Give or take several million, around 10 million people listening to our show, and we do appreciate it. We don't know why, but we're glad you do listen. <laughs> we don't know why you listen to this crap, but I will tell you this. Uh, in times we've been like we've been going through of late, having all the prayer power that you have sent our way to Froggy and, of course, the team of incredible people who saved his life, and also people who are working with Uncle Johnny right now, saving his life. We thank you. So at power, the power of numbers, we've definitely seen a payoff. We've definitely seen a payoff here. Uh, and one of the people you were praying for was this gentleman who's with us today, Dr. Brian Ho, neurosurgeon of University of Florida Health. He uh, was right there, ground zero in Froggy's head, digging around, found a brain, but also found some very troubling, <laughs> menacing uh, aneurysm material going on in there. Good morning, Dr. Brian Ho. Thanks for coming on our show today. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank. I know you could be saving more lives right now, and you've, of course, put them all on hold, and I'm kind of questioning you about that. But <laughs> <laughs> Froggy, before we get started with Dr. Ho, is there anything you want to say about him and to him right here in front of all of us? I've thanked him so many times, and Dr. Ho, I just, I can't thank you enough. You, I mean, it, it's such a cliche and sometimes overly used saying, but you absolutely saved my life. And I'm so thankful to you and your team and the University of Florida um, that I'm still here because I know that as we have spoken and talked and learned more as we got in there and saw the aneurysm and that it had a daughter sack, um, it's a possibility I wouldn't still be sitting here right now. And thanks to you, I am. And I, I can't say thank you enough, and the words thank you aren't enough. I wish there was more I could do for you. And I know that there are many, many people that feel the same way I do um, because I've had people reach out to me who have had procedures that you have done on their family members, and they feel the same way. And so thank you for saving my life and allowing me to continue on. Well, thank you for saying that. And really, you know, that's what all this is about. That's why... I went to all those years of school and training and have dedicated my life and career to this. It's, uh, there's nothing more rewarding than hearing that sentiment and those words uh, from patients like you and, and from families. It really means the world to me. Hey, Dr. Ho, going back to your schooling, of course, uh, Stanford, and I'm, I'm sure you have a whole list of 
Campuses that wouldn't even let us drive across the campus. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that led you toward neurosurgery? I mean, was it just going through medical school and you decided to show up on brain day and it seemed exciting for you? Or like, what, what was it that fascinated you with this, this particular, this particular uh, direction? Yeah, that's a great question. It was uh, two things. One was... Uh, in my first year of uh, medical school, we had a neuroscience course and a neuroanatomy course, and that was my favorite uh, course in medical school, uh, and uh, I just loved it and, and loved neuroscience and neuroanatomy. And then the second thing, uh, and I think this has been true throughout my uh, training and in my career, is that I had role models or mentors that I really looked up to, and uh, I met uh, a few mentors very early on in medical school that I just really looked up to and I felt I really wanted to be just like them. I wanted to follow in their footsteps. And I found that over and over again throughout my career, I've followed that same theme. I look up to people and I, and I visualize myself as following their footsteps and being just like them. I must assume that with each and every procedure, uh, including Froggies, you, there is an opportunity for you to learn more. I mean, the research continues through the work you do. Uh, is there anything in particular you learn from Froggies procedure uh, that comes to mind? Just thinking back on those on that day. Yeah, I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to learn. Every time I take care of a patient, or every time I perform surgery. Uh, and, and then, um, uh, uh, Froggy is probably mentioned to you. I also do research. So not only am I a surgeon, but I am also, uh, doing research in a laboratory. And so I take things that I encounter every day in my patients and questions that come up and try to take them back to the laboratory and try to understand what happens and, uh, why those things occur. And so, uh, as you know, uh, in his case, uh, he had an aneurysm that we felt was an elective uh, unruptured aneurysm that needed treatment at some point, not an emergency. And then at the time of surgery, uh, we uh, found uh, that the aneurysm had uh, an aneurysm on the aneurysm or something that we call a daughter sac, which then is very concerning. It, uh, it is a signal to us that this aneurysm is at high risk for rupturing at some point soon. And um, that's something that we didn't see on his imaging. And so it after, the, after that, it made me think, you know, what is it that causes these daughter sacs or these daughter aneurysms to form? And what is it that causes aneurysms that we think may not be so high risk at, for the time being, become high risk or go on to grow or rupture? And I want to get into that because, I, you know, this is something everyone should be thinking about for themselves and their family members and their friends. Uh, and I want to I want to hop into that and see uh, just just as if you can check your own breast for for lumps. How can you check your brain for aneurysms? I don't know. You can't put your fingers in there. I want to ask you about that in just a moment. Gandhi, did you have a question for Dr. Ho? Yeah, I mean, it was really on exactly that, what you're talking about. You know, at what point does the normal, I have a headache, I have a headache every now and then, turn into, this is something I really need to worry about. Let me go to a doctor. That is a great question. That's the million-dollar question that no one really knows the answer to. Um, the only way to know whether you have a brain aneurysm or not is to undergo imaging. And there's not invasive ways to undergo brain imaging, uh, MRI, uh, a sequence of MRI called MR angiography or CT scan, a sequence of CT scan called CT angiography. 
but it's not very practical to perform MRI, CTs, MRA, CTAs on everybody that has a headache. Headaches are so common. Uh, the most common uh, reason for patients to show up to an emergency department is headache, and, and you can't really perform these scans on everyone. And so that's one of those burning questions that we're trying to answer with research, with aneurysm research, is how can we identify patients that have brain aneurysms, because um, logically, if you can identify these people ahead of time, then you can really do something uh, to prevent them from rupturing and, and causing all of the consequences that happen when that occurs. Well, surely we don't want to alarm anyone, but there is an, there's a very good chance that there are people driving to work listening to us right now that may have something brewing that they could be living with for the rest of their lives, and it never, ever affects them. I mean, the word aneurysm makes you automatically assume you're done, but that's not the case. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. You know, uh, the best research studies we have estimate that about three to five percent of the population has a brain aneurysm. Uh, I know Froggy is a, is a big fan of University of Florida football. We were talking about that at the break. If you think oh, about but... it, uh, <laughs> Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, which is the stadium where the Florida Gators play, has about 90,000 fans in it. If you think three to five percent, that means something like three thousand people in that in those stands on a home football game on a Saturday have a brain aneurysm. And if you put it in that perspective, it really is a, a condition that affects many, many people uh, across our country. So I actually suffer from migraines. So I have a neurologist that I see all the time and I get MRIs every now and then. Having migraines, do you have a higher risk of having an aneurysm? And should I be getting MRIs like more often, you know, to make sure nothing's developing? No, there's there's no association between migraine headaches and brain aneurysms. And migraine headaches are so common. Um, so, no. Uh, uh, in fact, um, the fact that you have had MRI scans is uh, pretty rare. So um, I think you can be reassured since you've had imaging. Uh, that hasn't shown a brain aneurysm. So, Dr. Ho, is there anything we could be doing to prevent aneurysms, or is it something that you just, it's the way you're wired and you're going to get them? If you're going to get them, you're going to get them. I mean, how does it work? That, that's a great question. No one really knows what causes brain aneurysms, and that's why I'm doing uh, research in the laboratory to try to understand what causes these and uh, what, what what aneurysms form from. And, um the only two things that we know are associated with brain aneurysms are cigarette smoking and high blood pressure. There just seems to be a high prevalence of those two risk factors in patients that have brain aneurysms. Mm. One out of five people with a brain aneurysm has another family member uh, with a brain aneurysm. So some brain aneurysms may be hereditary. Uh, and we know that uh, people that have a family history for brain aneurysms are at higher risk for them bursting or, or rupturing. But other than that, we really don't know uh, what causes brain aneurysms. And so there really need, is a need, a really, a really urgent need to do more research to better understand this disease. Now, we remember that a Froggy was having uh, had, he not only having headache uh, problems, but he had blurred vision as well to, uh, to a certain extent, right, Frog? Yeah, I was having some of that, and I had, and I had had some of that before. Remember, I had a I had a brain procedure back in 2010, also at University of Florida with uh, one of Dr. Ho's colleagues, Dr. Stephen Roper, 
And the blurred vision then was caused by my tumor on my pituitary gland, which was uh, affecting the um, my vision in my right eye. Uh, Dr. Ho doesn't believe that, that the aneurysm was a cause of what I was experiencing this time, but the acromegaly that I have, that disease caused me to go for the MRI scan, which ended up making the scene. So the acromegaly disease uh, in a roundabout way ended up doing me a favor because I went for the scan and had the CT angiogram. But, um, I also wanted to mention that I'm, I'm going to form uh, an endowment and a foundation, uh, with Dr. Ho and the university of Florida. And I'm going to do anything I can and everything I can to raise money for research for aneurysms to find out why these are happening and do what I can to help uh, other people along the way now that I have been lucky enough to have been helped myself. I have to tell you, uh, we're watching the text messages coming through live as people are listening to us. And the number of people who have experienced uh, aneurysm issues and have had them worked on and, and their, or their, or their parents or their, their family and friends. I and mean, this is a huge thing. It's not just every once in a while you hear one guy on the radio that had it. I mean, it's affecting everyone. Yeah. Even and it's the, not just person. elderly people. Uh, right. Well, you're not quite elderly. You're not, not there yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this text here says, my boyfriend gets severe headaches right after sex. Should he get it checked out? Dr. Ho, could there be a connection between sex, <laughs> sex and headaches and aneurysm? Uh, no, uh, uh, no, there isn't a connection between intercourse and <laughs> aneurysms. Uh, uh, a, a common um, presentation of brain aneurysm rupture is uh, aneurysm rupture after intercourse, um, which has led to the common belief, which hasn't been verified by science, but the common belief that straining or exerting yourself can cause an aneurysm to, to rupture. Uh, but there are um, headaches associated with intercourse that uh, are not related to aneurysm. So um, good question, but uh, we don't know the answer to that. Scary, did you have a question? I did. So what I'm gathering is you can lead a healthy and complete life with an aneurysm, but if, if it ruptures, that's when there's trouble. And then, so the next question would be, what what percent of uh, aneurysms rupture do we know? That's a very good question. So, uh, and that's really the dilemma that we face uh, as uh, physicians and healthcare providers that treat this disease. Uh, as I mentioned before, three to five percent of the population uh, has a brain aneurysm, but roughly around. 30,000 people in the United States have a brain aneurysm rupture each year. So that's a small fraction of the people that have brain aneurysms. And so one of the real challenges or dilemmas we face is we don't really know whose brain aneurysm is going to burst or rupture, and we don't know whose are safe to leave alone and watch. We think that the size of an aneurysm has to do with the risk of rupture. The bigger the aneurysm, the more we worry about it bursting. But uh, mm. you're right. Once it bursts, then it's a real problem. You know, um, when a brain aneurysm bursts, there is a 50% chance you will die from it. Wow. So a one in two chance that you'll die. 12% of people 
don't even make it to the hospital. They drop dead suddenly and they don't survive to make it to the hospital. So very, very serious. You know, I'm also seeing on the text messages, people are a little perplexed because uh, the need of an endowment that, and more research that Froggy and you guys are talking about, uh, it's, it, aneurysms seem to be kind of a mysterious thing. I mean, yeah. uh, unless we have a magic wand, we can just wave up and down in front of our head every day that goes, oh, you've got an aneurysm, then we just don't know. So the little, little signs you can look for, uh, in addition to maybe someone in your family having it, or if you're a smoker, or if you um, have high blood pressure, is a headache, blurred vision, is there anything we could be looking for, Dr. Ho? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, headache, blurred vision, those things can be associated with brain aneurysms. But the real quandary is so many people have headaches and most people don't have a brain aneurysm. But if you're having severe headaches, obviously any symptom or um, sign that you're having, you should mention and tell to your primary care physician. Everyone should have a primary care physician, a family practice doctor, and you should see that person for regular checkups. And if you're having headaches or if you're having blurred vision, that's something that you should tell them. Right. We always say, get ahead of it. Don't, don't let, get it, don't let it get ahead of you. Right. Uh, be proactive and see your doctor. Before we go, I, Gandhi, I don't know if this is too personal, but yeah. I remember you actually DM'd something to Dr. Ho. I did. So you, I you sent wanna, you a message. You want to talk about it? I would love to. Okay. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not, but I sent you a message on Instagram after all of this happened. And I will never, ever knock the power of prayer and how important positive vibes are and all of that. But I think what's super important is the science and the scientists and the doctors and modern medicine and people like you who have dedicated your life and your youth to studying these things to be able to then implement it and save Froggy's life. And I just think that's so important. And thank you for doing that for all of us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. That means the world to me. Thank you. And there are so many stories in our world today that involve science and scientists. Mm -hmm. it, and, you know, I, one of the good things I'm hoping will come out of the pandemic and all we're learning about uh, the pandemic and what, what started it and what keeps it going, the science, the doctors. I'm hoping that, look, here comes Dr. Oz. <laughs> That's another one. Another doctor. <laughs> can you turn Dr. Oz on? He's on. Dr. Oz, this is Dr. Brian Ho, who saved Froggy's life uh, and, and yanked that, that strawberry of an aneurysm out of his head. You know, my brother-in-law, uh, Michael Lamole, who knows you? Uh, trained oh in yes, Carlos. yes, yes. And so oh, yes, when, yes. I, when I got you know my usual curbside consultations from from Elvis and his friends, I quickly <laughs> called around. <laughs> I heard the best things about you, and the most important thing is uh, is I was supposed to tell you it was beginner's luck if the case went well. <laughs> That's not well, good to hear. Yeah. Well, Doctor Doctor Oz probably doesn't know this, but uh, when I was a medical student at Columbia University in New York City, he was a cardiac surgeon at the time at Columbia. It was before he had gone into TV and has had the career that he has now. But uh, I knew all about Doctor Oz before he became a famous TV personality. <laughs> this is so cute. This is, this is like a really this. weird moment for us. This is like the smartest our show has ever, <laughs> ever been. Wow. Right uh, okay, well, Doctor Ho, we thank you so much not only for saving uh, Froggy and, of course, in getting to the point I was making, Doctor Oz, as you were popping on. Uh, from this pandemic, we are learning the importance of science, and I'm hoping one of the good things that comes out of this is more and more kids are watching the news and will decide that science 
in medicine is the direction they want to discover and investigate for them and their futures. And I think that could be a great thing. Dr. Ho, thank you so much for your time today. And thanks for saving our Froggy's thank life. We appreciate you. it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. It's a, by the way, Dr. Oz just pops in every once in a while. He comes by for a <laughs> cup of coffee. Cocktails. Uh, we obviously are running very late here. We got we have to coordinate this. I tell you what, we're going to take a break and we'll be back. Hopefully we can figure this out with Dr. Oz as well. Dr. Ho, you have a beautiful day and happy surgery, okay? Great. Thank you. Thank have you, nice Dr. Ho, very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right. Thank, thank you. We'll be back thank after you. this. Hey, this is Rihanna. Hey, this is Mariah Carey. What's up? This is Pink. And you're listening to Elvis Duran. Elvis Duran and the Morning Show. Hiring is challenging, especially with everything else you have to consider today. But there's one place where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. That place is ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Elvis. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Elvis. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This is Elvis Duran and the Morning Show. Nowhere else would it happen but our show, talking to Dr. Brian Ho about saving Froggy's life with his aneurysm. And then all of a sudden in our Zoom room, here comes Dr. Oz. Poof! Just out of nowhere. That was Dr. so cool. Oz, of course, it was planned to have him here. He doesn't just pop in when he... But you know you're more than welcome to pop in anytime you want. You have the secret code, Dr. Oz. I thought we were having grand rounds. I came to consult with Dr. Ho. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dr. Oz, the busiest physician in physician land, uh, of course, made his grand rounds at the hospital this morning and, of course, jumped into his super studio to come on and talk with us today. So we have many things at play. Uh, we have uh, COVID-19, which is starting to simmer, going from simmer to a boil, especially listening to us in Wisconsin right now, in Pennsylvania. Uh, and here, hospitals around the country and the world are gearing up for a, the huge spike that we're seeing and what's going to come of it. We've got to talk about that. I'm going to talk about, and I'm fascinated with this. You can actually go into the sewers. You can look at people's poo and pee and tell, tell us how many cases of coronavirus are popping up uh, in the city. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, what are, what else do you want to talk about? Everything Dr. Oz. You start. Well, you got Michael Strahan on. We'll talk about him. I lost his fa father this summer. Uh, we'll talk about Tupac Shakur. Could he have been saved? Class oh. Action Park, which is a topic I'm going to cover. It's actually Action Park in New Jersey, which many right. listeners in this part of the country remember. But I want to also talk about some of these crazy things. Murder hornets, you know, giant <laughs> hurling asteroids. But can I start with this? Let me start with the sewer because you brought it up. Yes. And I, I, I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but... When you when you get COVID nineteen, the virus comes out of all of your holes, yes. and one of the places we can look is in the sewage system. So I'm going to the New York City sewers today on the show, and I'm going to look at how many parts of New York City in this metropolitan area have COVID. Now I'm going to give a little clue to everybody: it's in all parts of the city. It is simmering right below the surface, and I don't care where you live in America. There's a pretty good chance that if you look in the sewer system, you're going to find a fair amount of COVID. And what that tells us is though, though the, the virus may be tamed in some places, not in most places these days, it's just simmering there and it can explode pretty quickly. And the main way, way the virus spreads is not by one person giving it to another person. It's one person goes, starts mosh pit diving with his close friends without a mask on. And then all of a sudden 12 people in the bar get it. And so that's how what's we're seeing now with the sewer giving us a little tip off that we need to be especially cautious. I'm kind of concerned that you're going to be down in New York City sewers and uh, Nate and Scary are like, they're contributing to that. So a, a right. piece of them may float right by you. Seriously. <laughs> right above you. <laughs> so strange. Now, if, can you look at the sewer system, let's say in New York City and Cincinnati and Richmond and Miami, 
and tell a difference in numbers between one and the other? Is there, yeah. has it gone that far? You can, when you go into the bowels of the city, so to speak, you actually can assess how much virus is there. So for example, in New York, Coney Island, uh, parts of Queens have more virus than Manhattan is an example. So if you go to Cincinnati, similarly, you look in different parts of the city, Richmond, same, every city has different uh, parts of the city that will uh, test differently because uh, people have more COVID in that community. And it's one of the ways that in public health, we can say, okay, let's target, really get, warn people in this part of the town that they're gonna have a bigger issue. And it's a smart system. And by the way, it's not just for COVID-19. We're learning about using the sewage system now to, to test for other types of viruses. You know, the influenza is another good example. So one of the side benefits of COVID-19 is it's dramatically improved our ability to do general surveillance. I don't know if you know this, but the flu, the incidence of the flu in Australia, which is obviously what we're going to experience a few months later here, is down 93%. Right. There's almost no flu left because everyone's doing things to reduce COVID-19. And it turns out that it's really effective against things like the flu. Telemedicine's grown dramatically because all the regulations were reduced. That's not going to go away. That genie's out of the bottle now. So we're going to be able to use these technologies in the future for whatever other conditions we're suffering from. Wow, the good things that are coming out of something that's so, so awful. Uh, question. I know you were talking about how uh, coronavirus is spread. It's through you know a lot of people hanging out with one person or two people that are infected or whatever. When it comes to Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, you know, the, the, the stories we're hearing now are not, even small, small gatherings should be questionable. W how do you feel about that personally? And what should we be thinking in, about this? You know, I'll, I'll joke it aside. You asked the best questions. That is probably the most fundamental issue we as a nation have to make peace around. Here's the truth. We're going to be in COVID-19 uh, territory for at least another year and pretty good chance in 2022. And I'm not saying that not to depress everybody. I'm just saying this is a marathon, not a wind sprint. So there's no point saying, guys, just go hard for another 20 days and we're done. That's not happening. It's like having a trainer that lies to you. And then, of course, eventually you said, I'm not going to exercise anymore. I'm never coming back, in fact. I don't want people cheating because of COVID fatigue. Let's tell people what really is going to go down. So if you've got another year and a half of this, taking away Thanksgiving and Christmas from you, your family, especially the older members of the community is devastating. The deaths of despair start to skyrocket. So is there a way for us to get together without destroying smart behaviors towards COVID-19? Well, look around the world. As you know, Elvis, my show's in 100 countries. So I travel to these countries, and I do, and I talk to these guys all the time. Some countries are doing really well with COVID-19, have almost no cases. Others are getting destroyed. The difference is the places where people haven't mixed politics into the equation and have actually focused on the most important things and let the smaller things go, they're still keeping on the right track. So here's what I would do. I would definitely go out for, for uh, trick-or-treat. Why? It's outside. Less than 5% of all COVID cases are passed when you're outside. So as long as you're outside in a well-ventilated area, or even if you're indoors, leave the windows open or make sure the air exchange is good and you have new filters in your house, you're relatively safe. So I don't want people giving up high moments because when they have to really buckle down on things that matter, like wearing a mask, social distancing, they won't do it anymore. I'm having people over, my family, not no one else. Our pod's coming over for Thanksgiving. I've got, my, you know, obviously Lisa and Daphne are great chefs. So we got all the food taken care of, but I'm going to make sure that the older members of the family who are vulnerable aren't going to be exposed to everybody else. They're going to have to be a little separately, but they're going to see the kids playing, which brings joy to their lives. And I'm giving presents for Christmas, by the way, not taking Christmas away and canceling it because if Scrooge shows up for Christmas, guess what? New Year's Eve, people are going to be partying on each other. Wow. Very good thinking. Absolutely. Yeah, Danielle. 
Oh, I want to know about the false positives because we hear all the time about this person had it in the morning and then they tested them again in the afternoon and they didn't or, you know, whatever. And that there's a lot of false positives. Why is that? So when you test everybody to screen, which is, for example, what I do at my studio, right? We tape over at CBS. I've got, you know, dozens of people, hardworking individuals. We test everybody. So once in a while, if you do enough tests on people who have no symptoms and have no real exposure to the illness, you're going to once in a while get a false positive. And I spoke to the White House task force about this. And um, the, Admiral Girard, who is the testing czar of the country, told me that there are, that there are more in that setting are, that I'm describing with routine screening, there are more false positives than true positives. And that's concerning. But that's unfortunately how it works if you screen everybody. Now, if you're screening only people who are you who have a concern, who are exposed, who have symptoms, it's different. Then you get a, a really good read because people are already at risk. But it's one of the, for example, the third baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, you know, Justin, maybe drilled, maybe not, but I'm a little dubious that he's the only player on the team that tests positive. Makes me believe that in a virus this contagious, more than one person would have got infected. So if you retest him, maybe he's going to be, uh, you know, negative the next couple of times. And the state the government has no way of telling which one was true. The first test that came back positive or the repeats that came back negative. That happened in my studio last week. I had someone who tested positive. Uh, she, I immediately retested the person uh, multiple times, all came back negative. So I, and they never had symptoms. So I suspect that they were falsely positive, but I can't tell. So I got to pull her out of the lineup. Wow. Yeah, Gandhi. Okay, I just read some information talking about the flu shot and how actually important the flu shot was in relation to COVID because apparently, and please tell me if I'm wrong, people who had the flu shot last year were like two and a half times less likely to be hospitalized and three times less likely to end up in an ICU. So is the flu shot super important in relation to all of this? The, sh the flu shot's important for two reasons, Gandhi. First, you don't want to have the flu or COVID-19 because then you got to figure out which one you have, right? And now you're really in trouble. We also know people who have the flu do not do as well with COVID-19. But your point is a superb one. And I saw that data and I think it's real. Uh, getting the flu shot may do one of two things. May, it may actually sensitize your immune system so you're a little better prepared. Or it might be that people who are conscientious enough to get the flu shot are also conscientious enough to wear their masks and social distance. So it may just be an association, not a causation, but it does seem that people who got the flu shot did better. Why, you know, at this point, I'll do anything that helps. So I, yeah. I got my flu shot. I gave it to everybody on my team. They, they, I brought the nurses to the studio. I think it's a smart way to go. Tupac could have been saved? Yes, what? California love. <laughs> you know, I, I tell you, I've been fascinated by how many celebs we know that died Elvis is another one, by the way, that I'm tackling that probably could have been saved with right. modern medicine. Tupac, for sure. He had a lung injury. And at the time, you know, they didn't have technology like we have now to stop the bleeding quickly. And also they took his whole lung out. We would have been able, I believe, to save the lung. It would have changed his ability to thrive. Now, I don't know if he'd been oh, singing wow. again afterwards, but I think um, that there's a whole history around stories like Tupac. You know, they never released his autopsy. And, and But we do know, and I spoke to the one person that's known to have seen the actual autopsy report, but he, uh, the one that she, she was able to get a picture of it and, and shared it with me, he was 225 pounds when they declared him dead. Tupac oh, was wow. not 225 pounds. So no, something's no. not right here. Yeah. Wow. If, uh, so, look, Dr. Oz, a billion things. He's like a machine gun of stuff. Uh, New York sewers, uh, Mike Strahan on the show, Tupac could have been saved. I mean, it goes on and on. Yeah, Froggy, we, uh, really quick. I got to play Tupac here. What's going on? 
So, Doctor Ross, a, a procedure like mine that I just had—how how different has that changed over the last five years? Gargantuan, because they were able to to, to to what you had was a double secret probation operation. Doctor Ho snuck in there. By the way, one of the best in the nation, um, and that made that you checked and looked around, which matters. So, if you're out there thinking a procedure, double check, triple check, get double second opinions. It matters. But he snuck in there without your brain realizing he had been there. Was able to clip that baby to get it, you know, to, to stop it from exploding and killing you. And he did it without damaging tissue around you. That is the major advance that we're making in medicine. It's these stealth approaches where we sneak in there and can knock out the bad guy. The best solution to COVID-19 metaphorically will probably be something similar. It's probably gonna be these antibody cocktails that can go in there without hurting you, just target the COVID-19 that's coming at you. And by knocking it back, let your immune system defend you. That's why these therapeutics have already reduced the death rates from COVID close to half in many parts of the country, which is what we want. Because between the vaccine cutting it in half or more and these therapeutics cutting it in half or more, we can go back to parting it up with Elvis in studio. Here's the thing. When, when, when uh, Dr. Ho went into Froggy's brain and found the aneurysm, he lifted it up and there was another aneurysm hiding. Yep. Stealth, a stealth aneurysm down below. And uh, yeah. thank God you found them all. Look at yeah. it. Froggy, we very lucky. You. I'm extremely Absolutely. lucky. All right, Skinny, thank, thank you, Doctor Ross, for your help as well. And uh, some people are texting in saying, "No, Tupac is actually alive." He's living in Mexico and he's listening to our show right now. It could be because he wasn't 225 pounds, so who knows? Maybe it wasn't him. Yeah, but I'll tell you, I actually I couldn't show it on the show because it's too graphic. But I found an autopsy picture, the only one known, and I saw it myself. So I think Tupac died. Oh, he's definitely him on the board table. Dr. Oz, we love you. Love you too, my friends. Speaking of Tupac. Yeah. Have a great day, Dr. Oz. We, we love it when you're on with us. <laughs> Welcome to Thursday. It feels like a Friday, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs>
to no good. Even Hollywood trying to get a piece, baby. Sacramento, Sacramento, where you at? What's up, Spazzy? Hey, this is Justin Timberlake. Hey there, it's BB Rexa. And you're listening to Elvis Duran. Elvis Duran in the morning show. Let's be honest. How many people are here to see Elvis Duran? Elvis Duran in the morning show. All right, let's get into sound with Garrett. Garrett's got a lot of stuff, including yes. a farting Tesla. I can't wait to get to that. <laughs> uh, you're up. What's going on? By the way, I'm following two doctors, so hopefully this pays off. Uh, all right, so let's start with the late show <laughs> last night. James Corden, he was supposed to have uh, Dodger pitcher Clayton K- Kershaw on the show, but Kershaw had to cancel because he was booked on Kimmel and listened to the backstory Ooh. of how it all went down. I know. Why did he cancel, Rob? Did we get a reason? We did. He's uh, doing Kimmel tomorrow. Oh! <laughs> That's really left a bad taste. <laughs> What? But he can still do us and then do Kimmel? Well, so he is, the whole team apparently is doing Kimmel tomorrow. The Major League Baseball set it up with Kimmel, and then we had booked Clayton through his wife, Ellen. So that we were only so in contact with Ellen. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. So Major League Baseball are dealing with Kimmel's show and ABC, and we're back channeling through Clayton Kershaw's wife. We. That's like something we would do. Yeah. All right. So three streamers were interviewing the vice president of Xbox. His name Phil Spencer, and they asked him about celebrities asking for free stuff. And we know celebrities have a lot of money, but yet they still want free stuff like Xboxes. Snoop's been with us for a long time. People who followed us, they know. I will say the amount of free stuff that rich people want is crazy. So what I tell them when they ask me is I say, hey, I sent your free Xbox to the Boys and Girls Club and I'll send them a link to the store where they can go buy one. Rich people want a lot of free stuff. I want the consoles to go where they should go. I love this guy. It's true, though. Yep. Rich people, they always expect the free stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We, we, we get it with the celebrities. Yeah, when we have Jingle Ball tickets, celebrities want all the free tickets, and they're like, I need 12. 12! Yeah. <laughs> you can you buy know. them. <laughs> and the new Xbox comes out November 10th. Uh, all right, so Nick Jonas put this out on TikTok yesterday. Now, we all are aware that Drake is a curse to certain sports teams. You know, if Drake wears your jersey, you lose the championship. Well, <laughs> Nick Jonas created the Jonas Blessing because uh, a bunch of Dodgers went to a Jonas Brothers show. Patrick Mahomes went to a, a Jonas Brothers show. They've all won championships this year, and this is him explaining it. December 10th, Arizona. Who was there, you might ask? Oh, Cody Bellinger. Cut to October 27th, the Dodgers win the World Series. So, for all you athletes out there who want to win championships, Grand Prix, and everything in between, the key to success is to come to a Jonas Brothers show. There you go. Basically, the reverse of the Drake curse. Let's call it the Jonas Blessing. The Jonas Blessing. <laughs> the Jonas Blessing. There He's we go. so cute. All right. And then finally, uh, if you can afford a Tesla, this is a kind of cool feature. Uh, so, a guy bought a Tesla and he changed all the settings in the car to fart sounds so when he wants to turn left he can make it sound like a fart when he wants to change the radio station it could turn it into a fart and this is an example of what it sounds like want to see the only reason why i bought a tesla oh wow i need to turn left Uh. well yes we have quite a fine selection of some very nice farts we have not a fart we have short shorts ripper we have falcon heavy we have ludicrous fart 
we, we have Neurostink, <laughs> and then I'm so random. If you notice, the whoopee cushion can go from seat to seat. This means if I press the back right, was that a gassy ghost in my back seat? Once again, I'm 27 years old. Thanks, Elon. There you go. <laughs> that is so cool. The genius of the Tesla. Thank <laughs> you. You're a good American, Garrett. You're welcome. Garrett. Have a beautiful Garrett. day. We'll be back after this. Welcome to the morning show. Morning show. Elvis Duran in the morning show. So uh, look at us all working out of our houses. This is how it is these days. We're doing everything from home. Uh, if you're a business owner or a people manager or whatever, home is where you're doing your hiring. You're hiring people so they can work for you in their homes. That's how it works. Well, that's where ZipRecruiter comes in. ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier because you can do it all from a convenient space like your home. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Elvis. Use it for free. I'll tell you why. No matter where you're hiring from, ZipRecruiter does all the work for you. Their uh, matching technology scans thousands of resumes and profiles, and they identify the qualified people for the job. So you only have qualified people applying for the job. You don't have to sift through the people who are not qualified. So if you're really interested in a candidate, you can even invite them to apply for the job with a click. Boom, it's done. They send them an email from you. How great is that? It's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate in the first day. You can use it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Elvis. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Elvis. They want me to spell out Elvis. I don't think you want anyone applying for your job. <laughs> or you don't, you don't want to be putting yourself out there if you can't spell Elvis. Just say it. <laughs> Try it for free right now. It's the smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter.com slash Elvis. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Okay, what's your first meal going to be when you get out of prison, Nate? Oh, um, a particular restaurant or just a meal? Well, it doesn't matter because you'll be serving a life sentence. Oh. <laughs> yeah. well, wait, okay, Murderers don't get out. Let's back right. up. Why Why am I going to prison? Like, what, what did I do? For murder. I, the murder. Is this hypothetical? Or is no, this no, like no, you actually... It's going to happen. I predict this is going to happen. No, oh. no, seriously. What's the first thing? You walk out the doors like they do in the movies, and an Uber picks you up or a cab, whatever, and they take you where to eat what? Right oh. then and there. You want to eat it right there. Yeah, I think I'd be like Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man, where he goes, I just want a cheeseburger. I okay. think I would want a cheeseburger and french fries. Right. What about you, Gandhi? Right out of prison. Oh, absolutely. Hey, well, hold on. Here's another question. Yes. We know why Nate served. When you get out of prison, why were you serving? For what reason? And what is your first meal? Go. I probably would end myself up in prison for like releasing a bunch of animals from a zoo or something like that <laughs> yeah. that you're not right. supposed to do. Um, and then my first meal would definitely be Indian food. I would want tandoori palm frites, maybe some paneer, a little biryani, all of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, Froggy, what did you do to go to prison and what would you eat the first thing out of prison? Um, I'm guessing I'm in prison maybe for breaking in to play golf at some golf course that I'm not a member at, and they, <laughs> they call the cops on me. Okay. Yeah. Um, where they don't allow crappy people like me there. Um, and what am I eating when I get out? You know what I'm eating. The best filet mignon and baked potato that money can buy. Mm. Yeah. What about you, uh, Producer Sam? Why are you in, and what are you eating when you're out? Uh, I went to jail because someone looked at one of my sister's funny, and I was having a bad day. That'll <laughs> yeah. do it. Uh, and when I get out, I'm having some kind of spicy mac and cheese with like the breadcrumbed top. Oh, right. kind of a crunchy top. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What about you, uh, Danielle? 
Uh, I am in because I uh, shoplifted some bananas while I was um, <laughs> I was <laughs> eating them while I was at the okay. grocery store. No, don't tell me your first meal is bananas because that would be no. Kind of ironic. It's oh. a huge bowl of penny alla vodka. Oh, oh. oh. Love my favorite bowl of penny alla vodka. Yes. Scary. What about you? Why are you going in, and what are you eating when you get out? I was in jail because I was framed. And I come out. Oh, oh, what? Oh. Get right. out of here. And I'm coming out and I'm getting an artichoke piece of pizza, the grandma, the vodka slice. Oh, that yes, square scary. vodka slice of vodka. Send it over. Oh, that sounds good. He's in jail for being a super spreader. That's why he's in jail yeah. for just spreading <laughs> the vid. All these meals sound awesome. I didn't even think about the Indian mm-hmm. food because I'm sure you don't get great Indian food in jail unless you're in India, and then I'm sure yeah. it's not great. <laughs> Probably still not. Okay. Yeah. I would be in jail for taking uh, bribes as mayor of New York City. <laughs> and uh, it would, of course, be crispy chicken parm. I, I can't help oh. it. That's my first meal. And then I'll leave from there and go to Tandoorville and eat some oh. Indian food. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, sorry, Nate. You're not getting up. Nope. <laughs> Come on. Sorry, Nate. Murderers, up. even if I was a murderer, murderers get out all the time. If Good you behavior. Break out. I'd, be the, I'd be the most model prisoner you'd ever want to see. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course you would. They would love oh. you. I know that. <laughs> what, Danielle? We didn't ask Scotty. It's probably something with coupons or something stupid. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, I probably would go to jail because I got so frustrated with the bottle return machine at the supermarket that I smashed it and knocked it over and broke it. <laughs> You're going to go to prison for that? Probably. It's, yeah. And what's your first meal out? Uh, I'm going to Waffle House and getting a chocolate chip waffle and well-done hash browns. All right. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. Is Brody on? Yes, he's I, here. I can't hear him. Brody. Oh, Brody. it says connecting okay, audio. I, okay, we're not going to, we can't do that. Uh, His meal would right. have vegetables, I know that. That's right. No green. Why can't you get him on, Scary? And the Diet Coke, no ice. All he's got to do is turn his own mic on. And turn your on. mic on, Brody. <laughs> All he's got to do is turn it on. There oh. he is. Hey, Brody. No. Bro- no okay. He just it's on. <laughs> oh, I, got him, I got him ready. So. Garrett said, oh. uh, he, we don't know why he'd go to jail, but he would eat gluten when he got out of <laughs> Ah, yes. He's not supposed to. They're both fiddling with their microphones. I guess. All right, okay, we don't have time for that. Tell you what, we are gearing up for our 15-minute morning show podcast. Uh, what's that, Nate? Three fingers three means what? Three things. Oh, three things. Yeah, we're getting into three things in a second. Uh, well, let's just do it now. Let's do three things you need to know now. What's going on? All right. On? Well, France and Germany have announced lockdown measures because of a rapid spread of coronavirus cases. So bars, restaurants, and non-essential services will be closed, and there will be more restrictions expected for at least a month. Here in the U.S., COVID cases continue to surge. More than 1,000 deaths were recorded just yesterday. The Assistant Secretary of Health, Dr. Oz, was actually just talking about him, who leads the government's testing efforts, warned that the nation is at a critical point in the pandemic response, noting that the number of cases and hospitalizations are going up across most of the country, especially in places like like Wisconsin. So make sure that you're continuing to cover your mouth and nose, keep your distance from others, and wash your hands. We have just five days until Election Day, and more than 75 million Americans have already voted. The U.S. Postal Service and state local elections officials are strongly advising voters not to mail in ballots, but to use drop-off boxes or to vote early in person. Every state has its own rules, so to be safe, it's best to just take care of your ballot yourself. In three of the six crucial swing states, Florida, North Carolina, and Arizona, officials are hoping to have early voting totals available on election night, but 
they're saying they expect a delay in actual election day results due to the mail-in ballots. And finally, speaking of the election, a British odds maker says that the 2020 election is the most bet on event in history. Pete Watt told an interviewer on Wednesday that bettors had laid down more than $260 million just a week before the big election. He said that's more than all the money that was bet on last year's Super Bowl, Kentucky Derby, wow. NBA Finals, and the Mayweather-McGregor fight combined. And those are your three things. Would you guys vote on this? I wouldn't. I I'm not going to. I don't no, want to curse it one way or another. Well, no, I don't have I any idea. This thing, <laughs> I, if anyone told you they knew exactly what was going to happen, I don't believe it. I don't nope. know. It's gonna, who knows? Mm -hmm. Anyway, with that said, I will not be running for mayor of New York, even though my husband wants me to. Uh, do it, do I don't want to be the mayor. I can't be the mayor. I, it's the last <laughs> thing I want to do. It's the last thing I'll ever do. Hmm. But I need to put an ad out. And so, since I have free time, don't have to pay for it on this show, here's my ad for me not running for mayor. Elvis Duran for mayor? He's from Texas. He refuses to go above 14th Street in Manhattan. Says it's too boring up there. He got married in New Mexico. Elvis eats pizza with a knife and fork. Who does that? When the pandemic hit, Elvis hit the panic button, the gas pedal, and he hit the road for New Jersey. He doesn't like shaking hands, and he doesn't like kissing babies. He thinks Gracie Mansion is a dump and too claustrophobic for him. Elvis Duran pronounces it pecan. The majority of Elvis's homes aren't even in New York. He has a history of surrounding himself every morning with idiots and yes-men. His senior executive producer is a murderer. He hates having to do things. Elvis claims he loves New York and can't wait till they finish it. He thinks Queens refers to a group of his friends. He goes to Madison Square Garden to watch hot guys sweat. He doesn't even notice there's a basketball game going on. Elvis was asked to throw the first pitch at a Mets game and chickened out. Elvis Duran, bad at sports, bad for New York City. I'm Elvis Duran and I approve this message. Yeah, yeah, no, we're done with you. Oh my God. <laughs> you can go away now. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Hey, it's Danielle. Lucktastic is my new favorite free scratch card app where you can win real cash prizes or enter contests right from your phone. We've been doing some remodeling around the house, so yep, you know I'm going to enter Lucktastic's sweet money contest for your chance to win $100,000. Download Lucktastic today and start. Don't answer the phone. Elvis, Elvis Duran, the Elvis Duran phone tap. Danielle, what do you have? Natalie and Nick. So they're together, they're dating, and Nick uh, was not home for Halloween, so he left a bowl on the porch for the kids with candy in it, right? Well, he caught a kid taking all of it and he yelled at the kid to put it back. So well, I, so his girlfriend Natalie said, why don't you call him as the kid's mom and tell him that he owes your kid an apology. So that's what I did. Oh, for yelling at her kid? Yeah. Yeah, you don't mess with a mom yelling nope. at her kid even though he is a little brat. Yeah, exactly. We'll see what happens in today's phone tap. Listen in. Hello? 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 Yeah, hi. I'm looking for Nick, please. Yeah, this is him? Yeah, Nick, you know what? I don't appreciate you scolding my child. Who is this? What are you talking my about? My son Brian came trick-or-treating to your house the other day. And I don't know if you remember, but you had a bowl of candy on your porch that said, take one, because you weren't home. And you yelled at him and told him to put the candy back. Who is this? 
This is Brian's mom. It doesn't matter. How did, you, how did you get? How did you get my phone number? Oh, believe me, this is a small community, and we all talk, and we know who the bully is who's bullying the children. The bully? Are yeah. you serious right now? Yeah, I am who serious. Gave you, who gave you my phone number? It doesn't matter who gave me your phone number. What matters is is you yelled and cursed at my child. Oh, okay. First of all, I don't know. I don't know how you're raising your kids, but he wasn't trick or treating. He was taking the whole basket of candy and putting it into his bag while I was pulling into my driveway. Okay. He was stealing all the candy. First of all, you can't That's prove that he was stealing all the candy. Oh, I can't prove it. I saw him with my own eyes. Oh, yeah, I please. can prove it. Do you really think that you you put a bowl on your porch and it says take one? Yeah, do we, you... yeah we do. Yeah, I did because we got good kids in this neighborhood minus your son. All the kids take more that than how you one. You raise them to take everything. No, all your kid is the only person. Whatever. There's no need to yell it and curse at my son. Do you know how you know old why? he is? Seriously, right now, maybe you should be talking to your son instead of getting my number from somebody and giving me a call. No, who's this the moron the... that puts a bowl of candy on who's a porch that says, who's take the moron one? moron who let their 10-year-old kid out trick-or-treating by themselves, no babysitter? And how inconsiderate is that for the kid to take all the candy and dump it in his bag? You're okay with that? You kidding me? And speaking of cursing, why would you curse at my child? Why would you tell him to put the Candy maybe, back. Maybe because he was stealing all the candy off my front porch. Okay, but you curse okay at a 10-year-old? Put the f- candy back? There's not another oh, way to okay. say it? Yeah, yeah. So so it's not okay to curse, but you're sitting here cursing at me on the phone? Oh, you're a little Seriously? bit older than 10, sir. You can handle it, I think. And then you took all of his candy away from him. I didn't take any of his candy away from him. Like, I told him to put my candy back for what he, what he took. And he dumped the whole bag into my bowl because he's probably f- stupid. Oh, that's real nice. Too cheap to buy your own candy to give out to kids when they're trick-or-treating? <laughs> Are you are you serious right now? Yeah, I am serious. Are you right? kidding me? You took all no, my kids' I'm not candy. Too cheap. I'm not, no, I didn't take any of your kids' candy. Like, you need to get a life. I have one, and I need to go because this call this is going nowhere. You are going to apologize to my son, and uh, you are going to tell you're him you're your so. Mind if you think I'm apologizing to your son? You're smoking something for cursing at him because he yeah, thinks now I, that's how adults are supposed to talk. This is the real world. You do something wrong, you get scolded for it. Okay, whatever. That's how it is. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. <laughs> Natalie, he's not happy. <laughs> Would you call him at any point during the day just to say hi? Sure, absolutely. All right, so let's give him a few minutes, and then we're going to call him, okay? Okay. Hello? Hi. Hey, what's up? What's going on? How are you? Busy. What's up? I just wanted to see what you wanted to have for dinner tonight. Whatever. Just are you okay? Right now. Can you believe who called me today? Do you remember when I told you about that kid who was stealing all the candy out of the, uh, the bowl on the porch? Yeah. His mom. Like, I don't even know how she got my number, but she's sitting here. Why are you cursing at my son? And da 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 Apparently, this little went home and, like, was whining to his mom and crying because she said, like, took all his candy or whatever. Like, unbelievable, right? So she wants me to apologize to her son for yelling at him for stealing the candy. Can you believe that? That's crazy. I mean, maybe you should just apologize. Apologize for what? Are you serious? You're joking, I, right? Well, I just, if she's so mad, maybe the best thing to do is just to apologize. Bullshit. I'm not apologizing to that fat little <laughs> Sweetie, it's just a kid. If, you know, it's not nice to call my son fat. What the Are we on three-way? No. What the are you doing? <laughs> We're trying to phone tap you. <laughs> what? This is Danielle Monaro from Elvis Duran on The Morning Show, and you just got phone tapped. Nick, we got you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm this sorry. Is all, oh my god, are you serious right we now? We totally got you. Yeah, great. Thank you. Payback to bitch. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Don't you love how parents talk about your kids when you're not around? <laughs>
This phone tap was pre-recorded with permission granted by all participants. The Elvis Duran phone tap only on Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. CVS pharmacists have a proprietary search tool that analyzes ways to help lower your prescription costs. Come in or call today to get a free prescription savings review at CVS. Savings vary. Not all patients eligible for savings. Ask pharmacists for details.